on Calypso Vibes. Check it out. This is my safe file. And welcome to the Save File Podcast, episode 22, where like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I'm your host, Gold Lion, and today's guest is the one and only Calypso Vibes. What's up, Calypso? What's going on, Gold Lion? It's, I'm, I am happy to finally <laughs> have you on this show. Truly grateful as well. Oh, I'm yeah? Why, why are you so excited? Because... There's so much I can't wait for us to get into that Ooh. I get asked so often that I don't get to really, you know, delve into without paying okay. attention to game. So yeah, okay. it'll be nice. I'll make sure I definitely have to bring that up. I don't know how, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. This is what I do. Alrighty then. But yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I know you're super busy. You're out there hustling, doing the whole mixer grind and other things, being an entrepreneurial mother and doing all kinds of awesome stuff out there. So again. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is amazing. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, you down for part two though? A year from now? <laughs> oh yeah. The yeah. Glow yeah. Yeah. The glow up. up. Let's go. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> so, tell us about your first experience with gaming. Ooh, first experience gaming. Uh, probably four or five years old. Playing Sega Genesis. <laughs> playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I got exposed hey. to, to like the most violent game you could be exposed to. Yeah, I got exposed to Mortal Kombat at like four or five years old and mm -hmm. playing with my brother and my neighbor down the street, Matt. That was like the first time I started gaming. My mom bought me a Sega. I'm not the Atari era, but I'm a Sega. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Sega era. That's me. Who was your main on there on that game? Ooh, that one probably Katana. Like I loved Katana and Johnny Cage. Oh wait, so you you started off on the second Mortal Kombat then? No, because the first one was Johnny Cage, and then yeah, the second one I went hard in Katana. I've been Katana since then. So yeah, so the first one was Johnny Cage. You're that cheesy Johnny Cage player. Okay, mm okay, yes. mm yes. mine was Scorpion. <laughs> yes. I was on the yes. Super Nintendo. That game is. Ah! Yeah, but have you played it recently? Because they do have like updates on it where you can buy it on oh, yeah, Xbox. I got all the Mortal Kombat's. Okay, I still love fighters, and I played Super Street Fighter. And I used to be hella cheesy with, uh, oh my God, be cheating with Blanca and Guile. There you go. That was, was, and, and Ken. Those are the first games I owned. Making me, making me think back. Yeah, those are the first games I owned. Wow. <laughs> Street Fighter 2? Probably 2. Like, yeah, I see. I don't remember which one it is. It's probably two, but again, it's like think of the same time as Mortal Kombat first coming out. So like, mm -hmm. it's either one or two. I can't remember. That's being honest. I don't. I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, Mortal Kombat for me is one of the games I first started playing. That in Mario on Super Nintendo. I still remember my mom. She used to like not wanted me to play it, and then I complained I had a nightmare, and she took it away from me. I shouldn't have said shit. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I told on myself, and I was so mad she took it away. Like, no, yeah. no, my mom, like, she worked. My mom worked a lot. So, for me, yeah, I got away with a lot of stuff because I had a brother and a sister who let me get away with murder. Like, they, yeah, they were babysitting and gaming themselves. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, go play your Sega. I don't care. No, go play your Sega. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. All right, so the first segment we're going to get into, Calypso, is character creation. So, basically, a background of your life and how everything came to be of who you are today so first your gamer tag 
Calypso, I know you recently went through a, a little name change. It wasn't vibes. It was something else. Oh, I've been through a few name changes. Not a few, not like not like, on Mixer a lot. <laughs> More than you should go through. Like I've been the Pudding Queen. I've been Harley Quinn. I've been CP, yeah, Harley Quinn, Pudding Queen, and yeah, Calypso vibes. Those, those have been the three. So why all the changes? Because I always kept my CP, and everybody thinks CP was like a clan tag. It's not a clan tag. It was legit a community tag. I, I have like a cosplay gamer community. It's where the CP comes from. And I have it legit LLC, like a licensed business. Because <laughs> I was planning to make merch. I was I was going full throttle that direction. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, let's, let's get CP. And then everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's a clan tag. And I started getting really irritated with that. And it wasn't mixer community, but companies. Like talking, talking to corporates and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that's a clan tag. You should... If you're not in a clan, you should take the CP off. It took me a while to, before I wanted to do that. Like I was told that a year ago about my CP tag. I was just too stubborn to take it off. Cause I was like, no, this is my family. Like these mm -hmm. are, these aren't clan members. These are people I've known and been gaming with since Xbox. You know what I mean? Like yeah. since Xbox, not the 360, Xbox and then 360. Like I've known them for years. So I'm like, I can't just cancel that. <laughs> That's like, yeah. It's like canceling my family. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hell so no. I have to like figure out the right way to tell them. And I was like, once I hit 30K, we had to sit down talk. And I was like, okay, it might be time just to take the CP off. And people started making CP tags on Mixer. And I was like, yeah, I can't have that. <laughs> what is What does CP that. stand for? Cosplay. The, the LLC company, Cosplay. Cosplay Gamer Community. That's what the CP stands for. Okay, so what got you started to do that? Because was into cosplay. We all had these tags. I was Harley Quinn. We had a Batman. We had a Joker. We had everybody running loose. Kind of your alter ego in the gaming verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your alter ego in the gaming verse. Letting your alter ego go into the gaming universe. That's what happened. So where did the name Calypso come from? Because uh man interesting on that one we were looking up names and mm -hmm. i'm like i want voodoo which like because i live in new orleans mm -hmm. and i love the culture of new orleans i don't live there now i live in texas boo i love you texas but i miss nola the arts oh my god new orleans is just so rich right so living that there you learn about voodoo and how it's in you know this interpretation is is negative it's bad, it's juju, and it's not. It's it's very spiritual and hoodoo. It's, they call it voodoo and hoodoo down there. So it's a whole mm. culture down there. And okay. as I learned about it, I learned about Calypso. So I was like, ooh, you know, and you know, Greek mythology, Odysseus and all of that. So I was like, oh yeah, that's me. That's so me. <laughs> as we learned about it from like the voodoo side and the Greek side. So yeah, Calypso just seemed to, to fit my personality extremely well. And so we went with that. So you're from New Orleans? I lived in New Orleans. I'm not from New Orleans. I lived there seven years, six, seven years. Where are you from? In New Orleans, Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey okay. New Jersey girl. What part? Uh, Rawway. How was it like I'm growing up there? New Jersey. Uh, mm, interesting, because it's a little bit of both. I, I grew up around wealthy, middle-class black people, mm. and... I guess middle class, not really middle, like wealthy whites, because the whites in Rawway are wealthy. 
So like they were affluent there, but you were around middle class affluent blacks. And then the ghetto is like literally two, three blocks down the street. So we're always like interesting like that. So is New Orleans. Like the, the, the line of poverty and well isn't that far off. Like it's a block or two away. So that's pretty much what I grew around. Very, a lot of diversity. And that's mm-hmm. probably why I'm different anyway, <laughs> because I've, I've grown up around both, right? Yeah. So I have friends from both sides of the line, and my mom would probably be definitely categorized as middle class, for sure. Because my grandmother worked at the welfare office in Raleigh, mm-hmm. like, her whole life. So, yeah. And went to Catholic school. You, If you could afford to go to Catholic school back then, your parents were balling, <laughs> like, Yes. So, so Calypso went to Catholic school? I did go to Catholic school. <laughs> I did. That's a, face you make it? Uh, that just, I would have never thought that. <laughs> yes. How was it? Catholic school. It sucked. Oh, really? <laughs> so okay. Please do tell so, more. Why? Because it's restrictive. Like, to some degree, I think private schooling and Catholic school is good for kids. It's also very restrictive too, right? Because Mm -hmm. these schools teach you religion. You know what I mean? They teach you religion. They feed you religion. Uh, There's not really a chance to discover yourself. You're being taught who to be, right? Does that make sense? You're being taught who to be instead of being given the opportunity to learn yourself and discover yourself. There's there's no room to, to learn that stuff in Catholic school. It's it's keep your head down, you know, practice this, practice that, practice this, practice that. It's very disciplined. It's mm. extremely different. Discipline. And you do lose your personality because you become something they are molding you and teaching you to be. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, it, it absolutely is like that. The structure isn't good structure to me it, it because, again, there there's very little. I Like, I think Catholic school has gotten better because they understood that, right? Like yeah. religion class was mandatory then. There was no, oh, you can opt out. Now it's not a thing like that. Like I know a lot of Catholic schools that don't do that now because because of that, right? Because people mm-hmm. are now sending their kids to Catholic school who might not be Catholic. So it became, they, they realized they were isolating people doing that, right? Like, oh, if you're not Catholic, you can't send your kids here. But th- those are the better schools. I wanna give my kids better education. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they, they they don't require that now. But when I was going to school, oh, yeah. So uh, I didn't like it because of that. So that's probably why I'm a little I'm a little more wild and free. I went through that <laughs> rebellious phase. It did. It helped create my rebellion. It absolutely did. It, it helped create my, my, my younger rebellion. <laughs> so how long? Okay, so before the rebellion, like before that. <laughs> How long were you in Catholic school? Three years. Just three years. Because you quit or what? No, moved. I moved. Okay. So I moved to California. Once I moved to California, yeah, I didn't didn't do Catholic school. Is California where you had your rebellious phase? Absolutely. Oh, tell us more. California is where I like fully rebelled because I got shipped out there to live with my aunt and cousin. And they couldn't control me. I was already a rebellious teenager. Mm-hmm. I was mad at my mom, mad at my dad. Oh, yeah, I was out of control in California. Could nobody tell me nothing. And I ended up raising myself to some degree because 
every household I've grown up in, and it's a blessing and a, a blessing and a curse, right? Mm-hmm. You know how we're always angry at our parents, like, oh, you don't show me enough attention. And it's hard because either they're working all the time or they're they're considered bums, right? Because they're not working. It's yeah. a hard line to be able to make a really good living and still be there for your children. It's damn near impossible because you're you're not giving 100% of yourself and one or the other, right? Yeah. So that's why I try to take those days off. And, and those are the days off that I need to be 100% there, right? Mm-hmm. Not half a day there fully 100% that day, fully tied into the kids. That's how it should be because it's hard. Like the adults I've always been around, either nurses, you know, my mom been in her same job like my entire life until she wasn't and got bought out. But it, everyone I've ever, all the adults, my dad ran his own business, my two stepdads. I, I wasn't raised by my biological dad. I had two stepdads. They both worked like eight, 12-hour jobs. So I was never really around adults growing up, the mm-hmm. the adults that should have been raising me. Yeah, and it's and it's not a diss to them. It's really not. Now that I'm older, but when I'm that age, it's bad because that's that in the age you're influenced. That's the age where all these traumatic things, good or bad, happen to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was it was really my my teenage puberty years was a lot harder than it should have been. I had to learn everything on my own instead of having like the adults tell me these things. And it's, these are the comments I try to have, like even with Woody, my significant other about, cause you know, he has a girl and a boy and I'm like, you got to like, they, you can't force yourself on children. Right. But you also at the same time have to let them know, like, I'm the adult, I'm here. And you need to know that I'm the adult in your life, right? Whether you like it or not, because it's for your own good. It, 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 you, they have to know that, that there's authority there mm-hmm. and love there. That's why it's the good cop, bad cop, yeah. you know, comes from. Yeah. It has to exist. It really does. Mm-hmm. They need because a sense of direction. Yes, because you'll, you'll discover these things from other people. And you don't know who these other people are. No. <laughs> You know, so their influence end up being on your children, and then you're mad because you're like, when you start acting like that, when you start talking like that, that's yeah. how I look at my son sometimes. When you start <laughs> talking like this, where do you get that from? I don't. We don't talk like that in here, and you start to realize it's some outside influences because yeah. you're not around enough. That's why streaming is hard. Oh my god, it is so hard to stream and be a parent. It's extremely hard. Explain that. Because if anything I've ever done in my life, this is probably the hardest thing I've ever done in the sense of balancing mental health, balancing my children's mental health, my, you know, my significant partner's (laughs) mental health and my own. You know what I mean? It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) And it's overwhelming at times. And sometimes I think none of them get to see all that overwhelm over me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm always the strength in the house. So they Mm -hmm. don't be like, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, she's all right. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really not okay. (laughs) That's that's what sucks about being strong is that nobody asks if you're okay. Thank you. I say this all the time. You're strong. No one thinks you're not okay. Yeah. Because you mask your, your, your hurt through strength. Yeah. And I'm like, people don't realize strength sometimes is a mask too. It's yeah. two things. 
it could be two things. It's there because of what I've been through, but it's also become my armor and shield. That's mm-hmm. my shield and my sword too. So like, yeah, don't don't test me or try me because I do know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's two things. Yeah, it's yeah. Two things. So you mentioned when you said you went to California, I noticed you used the word you were shipped to California. What do you yeah. mean shipped? Because I was bad. Like I was I was a baby. Like, what Damn. Do you mean? like, I was a baby. I own it. I was bad. <laughs> I was, I was bad. Hi, boo. I'm on a podcast. That's my son home from school. See? It's there okay. Yeah, life. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was terrible. Like, I, oh, yeah. I told her, I told my mom, I was like, I want to go. I was like, I want out. Like, I just, I, like you, you're so angry because at the time of my puberty, it was just bad timing for my mom because I was going through puberty and she was really in a, in a tough separation at the time. So she was just mad all yeah. the time. It was, there wasn't nothing I could do. She was just mad all the time. Yeah. She's working eight, 12 hours. She got this badass teenager she tried to raise. You know what I mean? And my sister was bad and rebellious. So to some degree, I like now that I'm older, she also wore failure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because my sister got pregnant young. So mm-hmm. she wore failure and she didn't know how to handle that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So she was just so angry. I had to wear the burden of a sister's rebellion and an angry mom going through separation. So I just was like, I want out. I don't. I don't want parts of this. Like you, you ain't what I need right now. You like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm angry for a reason. She didn't get that. Like, even if I told it to her, yeah, is parents, I think listen, but they don't listen. We say we listen, but we really don't to some degree. What do you mean by that? Because it's, it's human nature to be like, Oh, sympathize. Right. Where yeah. it's like, Oh, I hear you. And you're like, Oh my God, he's such a cry baby. <laughs> toughen up you know what yeah I mean? yeah 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 and we we do that to them when they're vulnerable instead of being letting them be vulnerable does that make sense yeah we we strip we strip people out of their vulnerability and tell them they got to toughen up get start crying you're a cry baby you know what i mean no you you should cry if you're hurting cry it's okay like let that out and i really didn't have that outlet to be told that Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, uh, it was, it was hard because it was like, no one was listening because everybody's going through stuff. So I, I held a lot of stuff in as a teenager. Yeah. I still do that now to some degree. Like that's a hard engram to break mm-hmm. because I had to be that. Yeah. Excuse me if that makes sense. Yeah. You had to, yeah, you had to deal with the cards that you were dealt and you right. had to, you had to fly your life playing as it was flying like you had to build that shit it's it's understandable yeah you were forced to grow up in a sense i was forced to grow up way too fast yeah way too fast yeah it's crazy which is which is why i be having these arguments with people around me in general like not even just like even when me and my significant other made buttheads and stuff just even my friends i'm like you they need to be kids stop letting them talk this way or do these things because they got plenty of time to get there as somebody who rushed and went through that there's man remind them they are children yeah. <laughs> like, 
be a kid. Like, stop trying to be, you're not even a teenager yet. Like, and even when you're a teenager, teenager doesn't mean grown up. You don't pay bills. You don't keep the lights on. Right. And you don't have to. So stop trying to stop trying to rush to that when you don't have to. And children now want this. If you didn't go through a struggle, they look for ways to go through a struggle, if that makes sense. But I'm also learning that's human condition. We look for struggle. I'm like, I've I've matured so much to understand that we also look for struggle because it, it builds character and it does to some degree, the spirit actually looks for the struggle because it, it, it looks to evolve, right? And I feel yeah. like that's just our spirit telling us we need to evolve when we look for struggle. That's there's 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 growth and evolution happening. Human, we, we, yeah. Right. We, but we but we intervene by by slowing us up by doing stupid stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, but we need to do the stupid stuff so we learn. <laughs> the two things can be true though. Sometimes. Yeah. If someone is like, don't go get ran over by the car, don't go get ran over by the car. Yeah, like exactly. If, if there's a stop sign, sometimes you really should stop if they're telling you to stop and not proceed to go. There, I do believe that there's both sides, that you do need to make your own silly mistakes. But mm-hmm. I also do think that if you're being told, slow your roll, should should really slow your roll too. Yes. Look, <laughs> what? what are you such a jerk about? What if I want to see how close I can get to the car <laughs> without being ran over? But see that, that but too. in a sense, it's like a sense of danger. Like living life in such a straight line and not feeling anything. Like that's that's boring as fuck. Like we need that sense see? of danger. It's, it's built into our human nature. Like we grew up as cavemen. Just now, with the industrial revolution, what like we've been in it only like a hundred years. Like we're now discovering comfort. Like everything is so available to us. Before we lived in tribes, we had to watch out for each other. We had to be watch out for the, the weather, the storms, the crazy animals, crazy people coming in. It's yeah, it's in our nature to invite danger. I don't disagree with that. I just know sometimes we love struggle that we don't need to struggle. We we look for that. I was talking about this on my stream literally the other day about some people so love to be the victim that they, they legit pull an overcast over. Like if the cloud is over there, they go pull the cloud over themselves and see, see, look, it's raining over me too. Mm-hmm. I need to say that it's raining over me too. Uh, People do that too though. Cause they, they want to say it's raining on me too. So they could share in the circle of discomfort and trauma. And I'm like, bro, like you could pull the sun instead, you know, that that's, that's better and healthier. Yeah. So okay. Okay. So speaking. So on the topic of choosing whether to be happy or not, what do you what do you think is the click that people need to choose to pull the sun the sun instead of the cloud? Mm. Yeah. I I think I'm still learning that. That's being honest. I'm still learning that because I'm learning it with myself. Like that's mm-hmm. the balance we talk about. Knowing yeah. when to pull the sun into your life. That's gonna be a constant constant struggle of knowing when I need to pull the sun into my life. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm getting better about it, at least to start understanding this industry took me a little longer than I wanted to, to know when I needed to pull the sun yeah. and when I needed to unplug, if that makes sense. Yeah. Perfect I've sense. Made, I've made terrible mistakes because there's no book. There's no blueprint. This industry is such a baby. It's, it's, it's still an infant. 
that nobody's telling you. There's no book out telling you how to balance mental health, right? That's why it's such an alarming rate going off now. Everybody like, girl, take care of yourself. Girl, do this, do this. Oh, we need to have more mental health talks. Like they're just now saying this, mm-hmm. like because people are having mental breakdowns and not getting enough sun, right? Not getting literally probably enough sun too. Like, yeah. Not leaving the house enough. Like, go outside, drink water. Outside, Holy drink shit. Water. Just go sit on the porch. Shit. I'm like, I miss just sitting on a stoop. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when was the last time you did something for the first time, you know? Right. Don't do something. Been a while, right? It's been a while. I did, I did that. I went to a burlesque show this month. Oh, what? Or February. I did. I went to, I've been to a burlesque show, but this was different. This was like a, what's, what a, a, like what's a burlesque show? Burlesque. Burlesque? What's that? Burlesque. Oh, you don't know what a burlesque show? Oh. Go oh. lie. Go do a first in your life and go to a burlesque show. What? Go do a first in your life. What is it? It's dancers. Like there's different forms of burlesque shows, right? But it's like it's like a nightlife. Think of nightlife like a nightclub where they're doing all these different, you know, it I, it's hard to explain because mm-hmm. there's theatrical burlesque, right? Okay. And then there's like have you ever heard of Dita Vontes? No. No. Okay, so you need to look up Dita Von Tees when you get the chance. It's it's classy strippers. To oh, some so like yeah. uh, it's 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 classy strippers. There's a yeah, movie. So. There's a movie with Sharon Christina yes. Aguilera. Yes, that movie burlesque. Yeah, there's a movie about it. Chicago. Okay, uh, so Moulin it's Rouge. that. Have you ever seen Moulin Rouge? No. And, I, you've never. No. You've never seen Moulin Rouge. I, no. <laughs> And were like, I can't believe you've never seen Mulan. Oh I'm God. sorry, you, you know, it. like you need to see it. It's it's really good. That's burlesque. You'll you'll Okay. So okay, so how really was your experience? Good. Your first experience with the burlesque show? It was it was awesome. It was something I needed. It was just getting out the house mm-hmm. and being a grown up. Like okay. because this industry keeps you around children and adults. And I think that the adults become children. Sometimes these streamers that I'm around feel like children too. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm too mature for half these combos that I have. I'm like, oh my God, this isn't high school. Yeah. This isn't middle school. Yep. Like, how old are we? It's <laughs> like, a good question. I need, I need to do a check sometimes. Something. So, so it feels good to get out the house and do grown up things. Yeah. So that was a grown up night and it was fabulous. So yes. Fabulous. Fabulous. fabulous it was okay it was so i want to go back um you being in new jersey real quick you, you mentioned that correct me if i'm wrong but it seemed like your biological father wasn't really involved in your life nope my biological dad raised my my half brother and my sister not me though like my my existence was he left like when i was like two okay like two or something like that which is why me and my sister have never had a good history of like a good relationship that didn't help neither growing up like me and my sister are 11 years apart that's a big age gap yeah and she was mad she was in she even though I, like even though my brother existed he didn't live in the house with us right so she was an only child to my mom spoiled as hell and my dad was around in her life second i'm born two years later he's not around no more so like it just it did not breed a healthy good relationship for us yeah. Out the gate. She was already a mean, resentful older sister yeah. out the gate. 
So that didn't help. That helped made me want to leave too. Like I was like, I want to go because I hate her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hate her. And, and you're, you know, you're just, you're just mean and, and not healthy. Like it's crazy. I felt like an old lady talking to my, having, having that talk with my mom. I, like I remember it, like just sitting there telling her like, Oh my God, like you're not a bad mom, but like, you're you're she's like I'm like you're so fucked like you're you're so fucked in this dark space and you can't even see it like you're so dark which is probably why she's super religious now it's crazy she's mm. like hyper religious I feel like people go through these really dark times you know and end up going all the way to the opposite spectrum when they're older isn't that crazy it throws Not them really. into the light it, it throws them into the light yeah. It's, it's crazy because now she's like hecka spiritual she is she realized that what she was doing was not working so she needed to do something else and she found religion she's like whoa it's a whole nother the whole new world i I don't want to make it sound like my mom's a bad my mom was again like worker bee just old school just Mm. didn't know how to adapt like at the time like even now we've had to teach her now to use the PC, because again, old school, right? So they, yeah. they they learn slower, and I'm like, mom, oh my god, I got to set up your email. Like I had to do all of that to help her. But now that I'm older, it's so cute, and I can absorb it because I'm older now. And I'm like, God, I was such a cunt to my mom growing up. <laughs> like I just didn't get it that she didn't know how to say she needed help too. Like she needed yeah. help raising me, mm-hmm. and she she chose to do it by herself and couldn't do it by herself. And got angry because she couldn't do it by herself. And mm-hmm. rather than like making my dad responsible, she didn't. She tried to wear it by herself. And by then, I was like, "I'm out. Like, I'm out." And I'm, I'm like, "No, I'm good." What <laughs> but, was what was the trigger for your dad to choose not to be involved in your life? I have I have no clue. They they just they didn't work. And anytime he came up, they they relationship just got really toxic and bad. So that's why they weren't, they, anytime I saw him around, they just couldn't agree. I just remember them like her and it's bad because my mom compromised so much of herself to always have him come over. He would stay at the house. She wouldn't make him stay at a hotel. She, she let him stay in the house and sleep in the guest room, blah, blah, blah. She tried to be accommodating to the point she was suppressing herself, literally how she felt, uh, you know, being talked too crazy by him, all mm-hmm. of that. Like, so it just, it wasn't good. And then he ended up getting cancer later. So it just, it's, it's, it's crazy how he ended up getting humbled when he got cancer before he died though. Like he definitely tried to make right and amends to my mom before he died. But I was in California when he passed away. I was already on the plane heading to California when he passed away. Really? And, and I, and I didn't fly back. I didn't go back. I was just so angry at the time. Like I didn't even go back. Like, is there a regret there Mm, no and I'll tell you why I think because I've gotten older I've learned to grieve differently if that makes sense Yeah. Um, there was grief as I got older as more people as people talked about him more I grieved my my puberty years I was too angry and didn't care I didn't care that he wasn't around I was like he wasn't around anyway I've been raised by all these other men you know what I mean like my brother you know what I mean my brother stepping up to be a dad well before he should have been a dad or you know uh my cousins stepping in you know because i was such the youngest compared to all my cousins compared to all my siblings the age gap was tremendous like i was literally 11 to 15 years apart 
from a lot of the generation before me. So like, yeah, they all step in to try to help parent me. If that makes sense. And be the male figures in my life. And then I had dope stepdads. So like, yeah. I was like, I, it, I didn't learn to grieve for him until I got older. That makes sense. Because so, I had feelings who, who, who didn't make me feel like I missed something, if that makes sense. So what did you learn after you grew up and you started to grieve? What did you learn from your dad and his passing? Just at the end of the day, even if, even if people aren't attached, how do I put it? Like, even if they're not present in your life physically, there's still a blood bond. There's still this spiritual bond. You're connected to your family, right? This is why we always feel drawn back to familiar, even when they're toxic, even when they're bad. The yeah. blood ties are hard to break. This is what I've learned about living in New Orleans. I'll tell you about that voodoo, voodoo culture, just and reading about spirituality of just how strong blood ties are of how they pull you back. Like you feel captive to family. Yeah. And I've, I've almost felt like that sometimes like, Oh my God, I know they're poison. And yet I keep, I keep going back to it to go help knowing, knowing they're not changing. Right. But I feel like I'm so bound to them. And that's how I felt. Like I felt spiritually, like he was always with me. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I should have probably died so many times through all the crazy things I've done. Like, I've been in car accidents. I've been in three car accidents. Never the driver, by the way. Never okay. the driver. Good point. The okay. three times I've been in accidents. Never the driver. Pregnant with both my sons. Two of them was pregnant with both my sons. No health issues to them. No loss. No nothing. So I'm like, oh my God, somebody is seriously always like, watching over me to some weird degree mm -hmm. and always felt that it's weird to describe but yeah i've always felt like there's been a presence other than my own and i even feel like that now over my sons i feel like that now even with my sons like even their hell and their grief and the things that they've you know the trials the fights they've been through and the hell they give me i'm like i i always feel like there's someone someone's presence always keeping them safe that i don't ever really worry too hard i don't know how to describe that but i do because you understand I do. it i do like i i definitely feel like you know there's always something other than ourselves present around us you know what i mean in our times of need let me put it that way in our times of need some people may say that's god possibly i don't i'm not an atheist and i'm not religious does that make sense but i am spiritual and there's a perfect word for this. Actually, look this up. It's called being omnist. There you go. Omnist. Um, the definition of omnist is you don't practice a particular religion, but you find truth in all of them. Bingo. And so me, it is. Yeah. It's, it's super me. It is. That's Another thing we got in common. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that, and that's what it is. Like, yeah, Eric. The electric panther like yeah it's perfect like i ran into that and i was like dude this is this is a lot of people actually people are a lot of people it's, it's a lot of people they just didn't know how to describe it and i found the fucking and it's it's in the dictionary it's everything it's just like wow really yes it's just like okay yeah very crazy so you're in california you did your rebellious phase how'd you end up in new orleans uh man that's years later because Excuse me, after I moved from California, I go back to Jersey. Oh, shit. Okay. Because I have my son. And I go stay with my mom for a while. Lord, that process of, like, mending this. Because I hadn't seen her go right in, like, six, seven years. 
Okay. Like once I left home, and by this point, I'm 19, going back home, and I got my son now. He's a baby. He's like, he's his toddler, and me and his dad, you know, he wanted to get engaged and stuff, and I just, I don't know. It's weird. I hate that sometimes it tends to take children to happen before people realize relationships are just like, like, I'm like, man, we're totally on two different planets. How did I not see this before our kid? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. But that's that mommy, we talk about that. That's what, that's what growing as a parent does to you, though. Like, it really does. Particularly for women, it's different because you become a mom, right? Yeah. So you become responsible and you know that regardless if they're around, you are responsible for this little person, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you become territorial, you become... You really do come to the, the like the like you're in the Lion King. It, it's real. Like I come territorial over my my cub, and I'm like, like we just don't agree, and it's getting toxic. You're yelling more. Like he's never put his hand on me, but it's like you're yelling more. You're toxic, and I'm just like, ooh, the yelling made me feel like possibly hands could come later, right? And yeah. I'm like the fact that I felt that our arguments were getting that dark. I'm like, mm. uh, 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 like. See, that's how I am going. If I feel something get too dark and I'm like, I'm losing myself, I will unplug. Like, nope. Like, like a rock star. I'm leaving the stage. Unplug, exit, deuces, come out. That's how I am now. I'm seriously like that. If I feel like things are like, it's heavy on me, I'm like, no, I got to unplug ASAP. Like, Is, gotta, you think it's because you've had a lot of experience being in that darkness? You know when it's coming? probably like i can tell when it's swallowing yes like i can i can feel when it's consuming who i am yeah and it's killing my own light yeah if i feel like something's taking my own light i'm out like i I just i can't do it you know and and that's how i am about my relationships now so like me and my mom i go back and we repair our relationship that was rough it was rough only because at this point, she's so happy I'm back. And I think I was still bitter holding on to them, you know, them childhood engrams. Like, God, I hate being back. Like, I'm like, God, I, I'm so mad at you still. And it's like, grow up. You're, you're an adult now. And it's crazy. I hit that age and I reverted back to being a child for like a year. Yeah. For like a year. It's crazy. Like being around her always brings the kid in me out. It's crazy. It's a trigger. It it's a trigger. She's literally yeah. like a trigger that's like, oh, time to be a kid again because my mom's around. It's probably how a lot of people feel. Like, and, and and now we are so tight. Like, I think I know when she's sick. It's weird now. It's like gross. Like, I'm like, I, like, I can sense when something's wrong. Like, I'm like, yeah, I need to call my mom. Like, something's weird. Like, there's this weird vibe. And I'm like, I'm okay. Kid, y'all all right? What's this I'm feeling? Like this is uneasy. Who who am I feeling? Right? Like mm-hmm. who's who's going through it? And yeah. I literally call my siblings and my mom. And it's crazy, but it it's I I feel that connected to my mom now. But that took years of repairing. It did. So for it, the people that are listening and they're struggling in this almost in the same situation as you, they're struggling to make amends with their parents due to due to uh past experiences what's some advice you can give them to help them make amends with um i appreciate that harley um honestly oh man 
it really does take it really does take you guys probably both being in a place of vulnerability that makes sense mm-hmm. like honestly we got there because i went to church with her one time Ooh. and she cried and she's like you know talking about me and i'm like oh my god like i'm sitting there and it gets me emotional now but i'm sitting there and i'm like holy crap she's like talking about the things she regret in front of the whole church and i'm just sitting there like wow like i had to take that in right like because i'm like i always felt like maybe she didn't care and all of course they care right mm-hmm. so like she didn't care that i left it and i was carrying that anger even moving back in and she's just like revealing all this in church and like it's a humbling moment and it's just like wow like wow mm-hmm. so it's like mom i didn't know you really felt like that she's like of course like you're my kid and i'm like it's the first time you said that though like in years in that way and i'm just like we didn't talk my mom's not one to reveal her heart much if that makes sense oh yeah because again she masked her anger remember how we were talking about that masking your anger mm-hmm. does yeah. you have to be strong and yeah because she has to be strong yeah and now when i see her do that I'm like, Ma, you can take the mask off. I I got you. It's all good. Like you talking to me. Yeah. Like I'm I'm the one, I'm I'm one of your kids you can take your mask off with. It's okay. You don't have to mm-hmm. you can cry. You can you don't have to be strong all the time. Like Jesus, like it's okay, right? So that helped. Like once we had that talk where I said that to her, like, and it just it really does take you talking like that to your parents. Because your parents are people. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> they really like, are. They they are hurting. They are grieving themselves, right? Through so much stuff that they don't get allowed to burden you, the child, with, right? Because in their minds, they're not allowed to be vulnerable like that. And I've learned to allow my mom to tell her it's okay to be vulnerable in front of me. Yeah. Even though I'm your kid, it's okay. Yeah be vulnerable uh and and you know know that you're in a safe you know we got this safe space so it's cool i i would that's that's how i would approach them like literally with that like look you don't have to keep masking your anger or your hurt or your disappointment i'm like even if you're disappointed in me say that right like it's okay to say i'm disappointed in what you've done right because she doesn't want to hurt my feelings so she don't want to tell me She's disappointed that I that I've chosen this this route, right? Yeah. My mom, it's okay to say that. Like sometimes you might need to hurt my feelings. Like I need that wake up call, right? Like, damn, mom, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. Like, mm-hmm. no, it is, and you need to see it. And I hope if I say this, you feel that, and it'll make you think about it. Like I think we need to have more honest communication with our family and loved ones, whether it does good or bad right like and when i mean bad i mean even if they walk away from you for a while mm-hmm. so what so what because they'll come back like that's the thing that's what i'm saying about them blood ties they come back like you and your family will always eventually whether it's at a funeral as we say it all the time family reunion funeral or or graduation y'all are gonna find your ways your yourselves back around each other again so there's no way of avoiding it anyway so why not speak in truth? That's that's what I would suggest people. Learn to speak your truth. And it's okay to be vulnerable when speaking your truth. And allow people to...
to be honest and vulnerable back, right? And mm-hmm. not and not make them feel uncomfortable or treat them some kind of way when they are letting their guard down, right? Let yeah. them have that moment of humility and be human with you. Yeah, that's that's pro- part of the problem. Most people, most parents and children don't have a good relationship because of that. It's it's what I've learned with my own son, him going through a turbulent puberty. Like, Lord, just because he's a privileged child who's growing up, getting middle-class kid growing up with good stuff around him and is looking for what I tell you, the darkness, right? Too much sun. I need some dark. I need some, I need some trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. So he's running with the kids who are going through trials and tribulations, living it through them to feel that, to, to know what that feels like. So I've, I've learned to understand. I gotta let him feel that too. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're done, and you see the consequences to that, though. I'm here, just so you know. Like, mm-hmm. just know I'm not going to save you from them consequences, which is what I feel parents do too much. Yeah, line, which is why I think we chase it when we're older. Does that make sense? Yep. Our parents, like, oh, you're going to fall. Let me put this mattress under you and let it catch you. Right, so it's a cushion fall. They don't let you splat on your face, and you no. need to on your face and be like wow <laughs> like yeah. at a young age yeah that's the difference between these these kids who are growing up with billionaire millionaire parents right because they're seeing it they're they're being groomed in it like look i'm gonna let you make these mistakes and if you don't i'll groom your sibling it's brutal like that it's it's seriously brutal like that like you don't want to get with the program I'll have another kid and groom that kid to do it. Yeah. And they'll listen. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you have to let them see the, the, the brutal, feel the brutal young so that when they're older, they don't look for it. And that's yeah. why I probably, probably why I don't look for it now. I'm yeah. older. I'm like, you can keep that. You can keep that shit. We want to yeah. live like that. I don't want to mm-hmm. live like that. That's, that's, I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I studied I studied a little bit of a psychology of children, especially with like umbrella parents. Like how you said, you know, here's the mat so you don't get right. hurt. Right. And a, and a good a good line I remember the person saying, the psychologist, he said that you have two choices. Either you let the world you teach them about the world and get hurt or you let the world teach them about the world and they still get hurt. You gotta right. choose. But what, right. what you're doing is interesting. You're giving because you've experienced both the sun and the clouds. It's interesting because you're you're giving them the balance is what it is. Right. It's like it's like the whole thing. Like my mom is exact same thing. I was a fucking asshole, but she told me she's like, listen, see what you're doing. If you go to jail, I'm not bailing you out. That's right. that scared the hell out of me. I was like, you know what? So that's what really like that was the boundary, you know? So that shit was crazy. But yeah, that's awesome what you're doing with your child. Applause to you to that. It's awesome. Yeah. I got two boys. I got two of those. So two? the oldest is taking me through the hell. The youngest is watching and he's like, Yeah, no, I don't want that smoke. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want that. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I'm good. You get you let her spew her, her fire at you. I'm good. Yeah. So how'd you he, he does other stuff like goofy stuff like yeah 
my oldest is my health. That's the, the remember I told you the balance, right? These yeah. are my kids. They're 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 like this. Yeah. They, they juggle off <laughs> the two sides. Yeah. yeah, you're making me scared. I don't even know if I want to be a parent anymore. But... <laughs> Listen, twenty nine, no kids. I'm still I'm running strong. I don't even know. The farther I get, the more I don't even Oh, it's just like uh. it's okay with just being an aunt and an uncle. I tell people this in this climate of the new America. Yeah, you really should think twice about like having children. Like college ain't getting cheaper, diapers ain't getting cheaper, food ain't getting cheaper, rent isn't getting cheaper. What's this face you make it? Like you're. I mean, you're just like. It's, I'm it's, agreeing with everything. Like yeah, you're right. Like, nothing's getting cheaper. So yeah. like. That a kid itself is a bill. It's a bill of love, as they say. Yeah, it's a bill. All there right. was, yeah, there was also a stat, a statistic that the average parent spends five hundred thousand dollars on a child until they hit the age of eighteen. Oh, I think it's more than that. Who they lying? Who they lying? Well, I mean, you're in middle class, so. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that stat. How old is that stat? Uh, I read it a while ago, so yeah. Yeah, see that exactly. Imagine the stat now, <laughs> like eight hundred thousand, probably <laughs> a mill, fat mill. Especially all these kids want to be streamers and shit and YouTubers. All the money that they're spending on internet technology. Yep. Fuck out of here. The bill. How'd you get so from? So from Jersey, you went back to New Jersey. How'd you end up in New Orleans? New Orleans. My New stepdad Orleans. lived down there. Okay. And at the time, I was like, oh, I'm so, like, I had moved out on my mom's place. And then I was like, I'm like, I'm so ready to, like, live somewhere else. I've always been a traveling gypsy gold line because I've been a bartender in my life. So uh, I was a bartender through all the years of my life, bartending, uh, cutting up, you know what I mean? Like, I was young. I was 20s. I'm like, yeah, you my son had his dad, so he would go to his dad, my mom, my aunt. I had a whole support system out there. So I was like, Ooh. so I was all over bartending. I would go to Miami. I would travel. I made good money in my 20s. Like when I hear people like, oh, I'm str girl, like, or bro, like, what are you doing? Like bartending, quick class, and you gonna make grip, like bank. And you can travel with it. Like what? I'm about to oh, do no. that. Like I made good money bartending as a as a woman. It was great, great perks. So you know what we're So I would do like private events, people. I was flying all over. So I've always been a travel bug for that. And I've yeah. lived in Miami, I've lived in Vegas, I've lived in New Orleans, I've lived in California, I've lived in Jersey, and now I'm in Texas. So like I love living in different places. Oh, and I lived in Oregon. Sorry, four years in Oregon too. Like, I just, I like experiencing life in different areas, right? Because you get culture. When you, yeah. when you live in different places, you get yeah. culture. So that's part of why I like living. I, I'm not I'm not tied down to anywhere. Like, I will, if if there's, someone's like, oh, yeah, you ever thought of living there? No, I haven't. Let me look at the cost of living because of this. Like, everything I've ever done for a living has been portable living until yeah. I moved to New Orleans. And my dad was like, yeah, have you ever thought of running your own business? You should come down here. So I did. I went down there. We talked about it. He's like, I'll invest. And he's he's done real estate my whole life. Like, that mofo made money. Like, okay? Like, he did well in his life. 
need real estate. So he was like, I'll help you invest and help you get the loans. So I started my own clothing store in New Orleans. And I had my own clothing store for like three years in New Orleans. And I loved it. And then it got to the point where I was ready. Like we shared a store. So I split a storefront with his friend. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to branch out on my own. But when I did that, he got cancer. Right as we were about to split and get my own storefront, he got cancer. So the cancer didn't kill him. There is a good side to this story because he probably should have died five years before he did. Seriously. Oh, man. And he did the holistic route, right? Mm. He's like, I don't want chemo. I don't want treatment. Now, listen, I don't want to be like I'm endorsing holistic. There's pros and cons, swear to God, to both. It was expensive. Oh, my God. Expensive. That's how much money he was making, though, like doing real estate. So he was... He wasn't worried about it. Like he was, he was flipping, selling houses. So he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Holistic can work to sustain living. I don't know if it cures cancer. There are some people who I'm sure have been cured of it, but I wouldn't say that it cures everybody because it doesn't. Like it depends on what stage you're in and all of that. Yeah. So for him, he got it early. He was able to sustain, right? But they never took the cancer out. It was just keeping it to stage one, right? Without mm-hmm. it. So he just, you know, tonics and all that. And it, it wasn't a big ritual for him. And he go get IVs and all that. He, he wanted that. He didn't want the chemo. He was adamant. He's like, if I ever get to the point where I need chemo, I'd rather die. And I was just like, why? Because we've seen what it does, right? Like chemo can, chemo, no, regardless if people live afterwards, it is so brutal. I have a grandmother, I have an aunt. I've watched it. It's it is horrific to watch people go through chemo, especially if it's aggressive. So he was always scared of that. And it's crazy. I'm like, for someone who's fearless, right? You're scared of, of the chemo. It didn't make sense to me because it was like, I ain't afraid of dying, but I ain't going to do this chemo though. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'd rather prolong it and yeah. maybe cure it. He prolonged it, and then he ended up dying like three years ago. So I ended up staying in New Orleans longer than I planned. It, originally, that wasn't the plan. But I ended up setting up. I started doing well, being around him. Like That's what I'm saying. You're a product of your environment. He was such a hustler and, you know, 70-something years old. Go by when I moved down here, he was 69. And he was, you would have thought he was 50. Like, he looked good, moved good, ate good. That man was out, do do do, diddy bopping at the strip club. If I wanted to take him to the strip club, he'd go to the strip club. Like best, best, best dad ever, best dad ever. But in the sense of like, he's just reckless too, though, because reckless. He used to drink. He was a recovering alcoholic, like thirty years sober, mm. thirty five years sober when he passed though. And he lived a hard life, so I guess he just, you know, had a different. Different freedom about him. See what I mean? When you lived and gone through your trials, you learn to live differently. So that kept me in Nola longer. And my sons didn't want to leave him. My sons was like, no. They again, they, he became more than just pa, right? He became like dad and pa in the same flesh. So he's like, yeah, we don't want to leave pa. Like pa's old. I don't. I love Paul. I don't want to leave Paul. He's like, yeah, these these my kids. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you ain't your kids, bro. Like, kids tell me what to do with my kids. <laughs> I'll take you to court. Like, he used to threaten me like that over those kids, bro. It's like, I'll take like you to that. court. Like, 
these my boys. Like, I'm going to see them grow up and be men. Like, he's like, I'm going to have a hand in knowing that they're going to be men. And I help, I help cultivate that. Yeah. Like, he, uh-huh. he wanted that so bad because he failed as a parent with his own kids. Yeah. Like, his, his, his own biological children, he, you know, were rich, spoiled, and assholes in the later years. Like, got accustomed to that. So, like, but I guess I, this is how I, me and my mom always talked about it. Like, it felt like my sons were like a new new lease on being a parent, right? Like, he got to be a parent all over again, and he wanted that, right? Like, to be able to do it all over again. That's why my mom the same way. That's why grandparents are the way they are, because everything they don't do with their kids, they give to your to your kids. If you're the grandkids, you're, yeah, yeah, they like. I'm like, mom, you didn't even do this with me. I know. That's why I'm going to go do it with him. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Again, we're going to go do this and this and this. And I'm sitting there like, bro, is this like the circle of life? Because it's bullshit. (laughs) A whole lot of Lion King here. Yeah. Right. They were lying. Right. I'm like, it is. I swear it's some real pride rock. Like, it is. Like, they they become parents all over again. Mm -hmm. Four children. Yep. To the point sometimes where you got to remind them, like, look, you're the grandparent, not the parent. Like, I, I love you, but, mm-hmm. like, I need you to fall back a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. Up. Just a little bit. Fall just back. a little bit. Fall back. Fall back. Like, I got to make my mistakes as a parent, too, right? <laughs> like, you made mistakes. Can I make mine? Thank you. Like, you, you have to tell them that. Can you but, fall back just a little bit? That's great. So, yeah. Oh my gosh! Look, that's how I ended up in Nola. <laughs> well, how'd you end up in or well, Texas? Are you in Austin? Yeah, we're in Austin. How'd you Austin. end up in Austin? Cause me and Jude, um, it's my significant other, as y'all know, is Woody Two Belts. <laughs> uh, once, once he passed away, we, I like, I don't cry like I used to. Like, I couldn't even say he passed away without crying. So I know I've like gone through the worst of the grief, um, but. He he legit once he passed, um I was like me and you were talking about it. I was like, yeah, like I was paying like twenty eight hundred a month where he lived. Cause again, we were in the same house. Mm-hmm. So by then now I'm burning this ridiculous rent by myself. I'm like, uh hell no. Like and and Jude was in Oregon, because I told you I lived in Oregon. I lived up there with Jude. So I had moved back when he got sick to come take care of him. So at this point, it's like, okay, so do we want to live back together again? Do we want to do we want to get more solid and in in you know pursue our relationship more and you know move you know live back together and take the next steps again? So we did, and I was like, it's either Oregon or Texas. It was really, it wasn't like, oh, I got to move to Texas. You know what I mean? It was legit a flip of the coin, like looking at the rent, and and Portland was ridiculous. It was like. Oh shit, like what? <laughs> but I wanted to live in a major city. I did. Like I wanted to live because he lived in Salem, which is like the the sticks of nowhere. It ain't shit to do. I was like, oh my God. Like I can't live there again. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I can't do this. This 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 this, this is like the this is where senior citizens go to retire. This is not where you just wither away. Right? This is not where someone 29 or you know goes to move. No. So we're looking at places and I'm like, I'm like, Austin, Texas looks cool. Like we were looking at Houston. I was looking at all of Texas. I was looking at Houston, looking at Dallas and Austin just had like this eclectic, diverse 
diverse vibe to it. Keep Austin weird. That's why it's called that. It's it's literally called that. And he's Armenian and Canadian, right? So you got this black and white girl with this, as people say, you know, this Armenian and Canadian. That's an interesting mix in itself, right? Yeah. And we both have two kids and we're about to intermingle and move in together. Fuck my life. If it isn't if it if it isn't if it isn't like oh it's crazy yeah it's it's it's, it's French Canadian excuse me you know it's it's a it's it was it was trying to find the right place that where both our kids could be cultivated you know what I mean yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it was it was interesting to try to see where we could have both of our kids grow up and not feel like, oh my God, because in Salem, it felt like that. It legit, like I got two black kids and, you know, even though they're black and Native American, they look black. They're, you know, even though they got the curly hair and all that. So they're growing up there and it's a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. There's nothing against that, but they, it lacks culture, right? It lacks my, our culture. Mm -hmm. So we're growing up there and it's like, the whites, I swear to God, Salem was awesome. And it's not even, they weren't racist. I was actually shocked. Wasn't racist, never experienced anything racist, none of that. Salem was awesome. It was just boring as fuck. That's the reality. It was boring and it lacked seasoning and flavor, period. <laughs> <laughs> it lacked seasoning and flavor, period. So I was like, oh, and look, he's like, look, not wrong. See? And then so I was like, where could we go and we can get this flavor and a little bit of everything? So it was either back to NOLA, like staying in New Orleans, because we did look at staying in New Orleans. Rent was outrageous for the size of the house we needed. Mm-hmm. And the schools are terrible. Like, we would have had to send our kids. The high schools aren't bad. It's the middle schools. Middle school in America is like hell anyway. Like, there hasn't been a place where we have found a good middle school in America. Like, where the rating isn't this. You'll find high schools like this. Might be on a waiting list, but I'm like, okay, we could do the waiting list for high school, but, and 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 his oldest could have got into one of the good high schools, but the middle schools, three, three stars, two stars in New Orleans, so bad, so bad without sending them to private. We couldn't afford that on top of rent. So it was like, okay, where could we live where there's a really good public school system? Austin came up and so did Portland and just Austin ended up having better better housing for, you know, more bang for our buck. Texas, mm-hmm. like, I think that's why most people move to Texas is because you can get a massive house, like literally for the price of any other major city. Like seriously, what you would pay, everything is bigger in Texas, literally. Like what we, I paid in rent, my house in New Orleans was probably, yeah, this house is probably three times bigger or maybe not three, like definitely double, maybe close to three times bigger. That's how much bigger my new house is, this house is, compared to that. And and I'm not and paying the same amount of rent, but with dual income. So it works, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have dual income coming in and you're able to split the burdens and go bigger. Yeah, that's how we ended up in Austin. Like, and yet I'm not opposed to then moving to Portland still. Like if, if, if I could find that, that sweet house, yeah, I'd be out and move to Oregon. I would. I loved Oregon. I can honestly say out of everywhere I live, New Orleans and Oregon are like the two dopest. Louisiana. Louisiana and Oregon are like, that's my vibe. 
my frequency of like just the culture, the people. Mm. I like Austin. I just don't like Texas. <laughs> and, the <problem laughs> is, and the problem is Austin is in Texas. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. This, this place is very, it's the Bible Belt. It's super religious. And yet, even though it's eclectic and art and free, it's, it's, it's still the religious state. And it's just politics that I don't like here. You know what I mean? There are racist people right out, right outside our neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Because Texas. Yeah, it's Texas. It's That's Texas. crazy. How did so, um? It's like that. Yeah. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm 20 minutes away from Austin. I tend to go. I'm actually going Saturday and meeting up some friends. You ever heard of Valhalla? Yes, I've heard of Valhalla. <laughs> the 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 Eastport place, right? Yeah. Yeah, look. Yeah. yeah. We're uh me and a buddy of mine we're working on something with them in the summer. Hopefully it goes through. It's gonna be great. Yeah, they Can't wait for they, that. They had a list for sign ups for uh what's it called? Oh well Sign-up. that's something other than that. Yeah. It's so something no, other than that. No, I know. That's what I'm saying that's how I heard about it. Is Oh it's, really? Yeah, that it's an esports lounge and all that. But yeah. It's a good vibe. Enough to do that. So yeah. I'm saying it we we rode by and we walked by it and stuff. Yeah. How'd you get into streaming? Ooh, fluke. Streaming was such a fluke. Oh my God. We legit started streaming. What's the name of that game? Costume Party. Yeah, I streamed Costume Party on Twitch. The hell is that? It's a game. It's called Costume Party? Oh, Costume. Oh, Costume costume Quest. Quest. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I was like, oh, I want to stream it, right? Because I'm looking, right? And I'm like, oh, we got to. We had a camera and all this stuff, and we did the first layers of fear. So I'm on Twitch and I'm like, oh, let me check this out. I saw Mixer though. Like, I signed up, I booked, and I was like, yeah, but they don't got no viewers. Like, it's, it's a baby site, mm-hmm. right? Like, at the time it was Beam. So I saw Beam, I signed up for my account. That's why my account was old. I surfed it, I looked, I was like, eh, yeah, this is still a baby, right? So then I went and did Twitch. And I was like, yeah, and I'm not looking to do it like that, like that, right? So it was like, so we did Twitch, and it was fun. It was talking. They would chat, and they loved it. They loved Costume Quest on Twitch. It was, it did well. So I was like, oh, I like this feeling of connecting, talking to people while gaming. I'm like, you know what I mean? It was like discovering this new hobby. Like, wait, yeah. you can game and be talking to people? Yeah. Like, they like what you're doing? Yeah. So that was the, that was the first high. It was like, it's a high. I don't care what nobody says. Streaming is almost like a form of a drug. It is. It feels good. Nobody more likes to care, c- consider, you know, compare it to that, but it is. It's it's like a drug because once you realize that you're good at it or you like the engagement of it, it's usually all it takes. And once I got the engagement and the feedback, I was like, oh, I love how this feels. I was like, this is dope. This is dope. So I was like, yeah, I want to do more of this. And I ended up getting off Twitch. It was crazy. I did that stream, did a few streams, and then I didn't stream for like two, three months. Got on Beam, checked out streamers, talked, kicked it, even started modding for a few uh, small streamers. And then I was like, oh, all right, maybe I'll go live. You can do your Xbox, right? You know, Xbox and stream directly. I was like, oh, my God, that's fantastic. I don't need all this you know, my laptop, and that was too much to me, right? Yeah. I'm like, I could stream and see my chat while streaming. So I did that through the Xbox, and I loved it, and I, I did that for a while, and then he got sick, my dad got sick and passed, so I took a six-month break. I was popping when I first came on Mixer like this. I hit 3K in literally a month, easily. I was, I was literally one of the first Fortnite VR streamers. 
no one was streaming it. I was literally one of the first Fortnite VR streamers. So my gamer tag was CP Harley Quinn. That's mm. a fact. I was literally one of the first streamers streaming it because I, I was streaming Save the World. I was yeah. streaming Save the World side, and people were loving it. And then I was like, oh my god, there's a VR. First day it came out, I was live streaming it. My channel went fucking nuts. Like I've never seen when Fortnite first came out. I swear to God, I've never seen nothing like that. Like that was unreal. My first three months on Mixer was like this. I was like, oh my God, my chat was never dead. Never. Not for one minute. And I was a baby, you know, baby streamer. Everybody on Beam was a baby streamer to some degree. I knew Jared when he was coming up. I knew Ruffles. I knew Scythe. I watched all of them. Fixate. You name them. I was all in their channels. All of them. Watching, absorbing Arcanaut all and I was absorbing all of this knowledge of watching them. And then I'm like, but there's no black girls. Where's the black girls? You know what I mean? I'm like, why don't I see myself represented? Mm-hmm. That's what did it go by when I was literally looking. Like all these damn white boys. And it's no <laughs> offense, because again, I'm with a white man. Whatever. I don't care. It it that that's not what I see. And my dad, my stepdad was white. Like I've grown up around it. I am I am black and white. So it's what a lot of people don't know is Irish native and Trinidadian. That's my background. Um that's so I don't when people be acting like when I talk about white in such a blasey manner, for me it's because I don't see it differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't I don't mean it in a racist manner. It's because I've it is me, it's in me, it's my culture too. It's just not the culture that's reflected because of my skin tone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So people don't identify that side of me. Huh. And I, so I'm blasey about it. Like, yeah, I'm used to it. Whatever. So, but I'm like, it's a I'm like, this is another industry dominated by white men. I'm like, there's, there's like one, there was two black dudes. It was Invade in Hollywood, right? And Uncle Kev. So I'm watching them and I'm like, ah. And then I remember seeing um, uh, Ashley the best. And then I remember seeing, cause she was the first black partner, female black partner I saw it was her and Moonlight Wolf. And, and I'm cool with Moonlight Wolf. And, um, you know, they, they, she, Moonlight Wolf was just like, yeah, you should get into it. But Moonlight's in the industry too which I ended up learning later. Like she was, she was, you know, uh, Xbox MVP, all this stuff. So I ended up learning more, like, you know, I would poke her for the industry side, right? Like, I'm like, Ooh, like, let me hear some stories about this and this and that. Right. So I'm learning and I'm like, interesting. And I'm like, we, I don't see us. And then the next thing you know, I see fun get partnered. And then I start seeing more black girls getting partnered. I'm like, yes, I love it. But by then I'm streaming and I'm doing well. And I'm playing siege and I'm playing, so I get partnered. Siege and Red Dead comes out. My fucking stream, again, <laughs> takes off again. I'm I'm playing Red Dead. I got the cowgirl hat. Like, I'm not bring <laughs> I don't really have the cowgirl hat with purple hair. And and people fucking love my stream. They're like, oh, my God, Calypso, you are crazy. Like, I love you. Like, you, like you're so off the mouth. Like, you don't be caring. But, like, I do. Like, I'm not rude. But they're like, you're, like, you so free spirited and you can see it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I can see it. Like, and I love it. So like my red dead streams fucking hundred plus every day. Lit. I'm a baby streamer though. Go lying a hundred plus for a baby streamer. Like I'm like, I'm, I got a bib on, on the floor. Yeah. And I was crushing it early and I'm like, Oh yeah, this shit's going to be easy peasy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, these people aren't ready for this. They, they ready for me. And I just, I saw such a, 
an opening to carve my own I'm like the door opportunity yeah oh yeah. my god I'm like there's no me I see my community up in here following I love them they're so awesome um and there was this open window uh just this door to walk through like yeah. that was your I was like yo everybody was I felt like everybody looked alike and that's no disrespect to the other partners they were all playing Fortnite they were all yeah. and I did that too I played Fortnite I I don't deny it. I looked just like them. I was playing Fortnite for the hype, but I actually loved Fortnite. Like, cause again, I was playing to save the world and I did love the VR. Like I genuinely loved it. I think everyone honestly loved Fortnite when it came out. And I think there's no shame in saying that. And partners act like it's bad to say that now. Like, I'm like, bitch, I remember when your ass was on there. Okay. You're like 150 K and they're like, Oh, screw Fortnite. Screw Fortnite. I hate that goal line. I'm like, but you played Fortnite. Yeah. A chunk of your viewership and followers came came from that. Yeah, it came from that. That's what I mean by the, like, that's, I'm like, that's that bad and bougie shit. You don't forgot where you came from. (laughs) That Fortnite built you. We wouldn't know who the hell you were if it wasn't for Fortnite. Yeah. Same for me. The same could be said to some degree because I was able to establish a lot of my regulars from Fortnite. I, I, Fortnite was a blessing to every partner on this damn platform that was a partner then, okay? Because it helped, like, the followers was just, the, the people were there for it. Like, the growth was there. The, 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 the tipping, the embers, the, 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 the sparks, it was just a really good time on Mixer. Two years ago, oh my God, what a time to be on Mixer. Two years, all the way up until a year and a half ago. It was amazing to be on Mixer because it was just busy, 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 busy. And no Fortnite shame. No one got shamed for playing Fortnite. Now it's like, oh my God, what are you doing? You playing Fortnite? Oh, look at her. She playing Fortnite for the clout. Yes, I'm in a clout business. What do you mean? This business is a is a, is a clout business. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It, it, this this is a it's a this business is built on clout. You know what I mean? Go line like this business is built on on clout on clout, and I hate that people don't acknowledge that hype clout same word same word. We just you, you just use it differently. Hype and clout is the same thing. It, you can't grow without clout from someone or people. You need people clouting you up, right? Hosting you, networking, networking, and but you also need hype, right? You need you need your community hype when they come in. So you need both, and it is the same thing because they mesh together. You can't you can't have one without the other because yeah. if, if if you got one without the other, then your channel is stale anyway. Something's missing. Mm-hmm. You know? something's some magic is missing anyway and and that's what i'm saying like fortnite without fortnite i don't think streaming would have been as big as it is right now and no one will admit that let me be the first to testify fortnite changed the streaming landscape in a massive way ninja Mm -hmm. wouldn't be who he is and if ninja wasn't who he was then we wouldn't have all the opportunities we have now to streamers now you got Adidas, even the dot played Fortnite facts. Like they the dot was a massive Fortnite streamer too. Um 
if Fortnite didn't exist, we wouldn't be seeing streaming in the mainstream like it is. And that's a fact. Everybody was playing Friday the 13th. I looked at Mixer's viewership back then, honey. It wasn't, it wasn't nowhere as impressive as it was when Fortnite exploded on Mixer. Fortnite brought in children and adults. Friday the 13th couldn't bring that in. Do you understand? Because it was an 18-plus game with horror graphics and, you know, kids who did have the, you know, child protection or, you know, the age blocking them, they can't see them streams. Mm-hmm. But you talk about Fortnite, you can expose that to everybody. So here's this game that was free to play with dope cosmetics. That was the secret. Like, we, we've talked about this over and over. Everybody says, what was the secret to Fortnite's success? The cosmetics. No, no game. It was a fashion show. It was like Fashion Frenzy in Roblox. The game Fashion Frenzy. Like, you could, you could have this dope, co- like, it was cosplay in its own right, right? Like, your character had a new outfit, like, every day. Isn't that real life? Where we'd be like, look at my new kicks today. Mm-hmm. Look, at my, look at my new shirt, my new jacket. Yeah. It was... They did a psychology gold lion, the, the psychology we talk about, right? All the time. They studied, someone absolutely studied how do we get people to consume at a high rate, launch the game for free and give them cosmetics that they could change. You know, like you, you're in the changing booth every day. I'm like, look at this new skin, y'all. Look, 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 look. Hyping it up like, look, 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 I got this new skin. And it was insane how much money I was spending into Fortnite. Jesus. <laughs> so bad. Like Fortnite, yeah. I I bet you everybody wears shame to admit how much hundreds or thousands of dollars they have spent in battle passes and cosmetics on Fortnite. Just a fashion show while killing people. Yeah. It, it's it's unbelievable what it did to people. There is absolutely a psychology to that. Mm-hmm. And that because of that, because we're such a culture of showing off and flaunting and bragging, and I got it first. Ha! You can't afford it. You can't get this skin because it's two thousand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're such. We we are that. We are such that. <laughs> you know, and people don't want to admit that we're a braggadocious. You know, we love to brag. What is what? Like if I kill you in a br. And I get the kill cam. That's bragging rights, and I yeah. want the bragging rights. Right? Yeah, it's it's the same thing. I want to kill you for the kill cam. <laughs> I want to get the last kill for the bragging rights. It's a sense so of dominance. It's a sense of right feeling, like yes, that's, yeah. that's what Fortnite provided. What did I tell you? That that rush, right? That mm-hmm. drug provided the feed. That drug of bragging, and because of that. We saw these personalities like Ninja and the Doc take off. Ninja and the Doc took off with them personalities. Look at their characters. Look at their personalities on stream. It is bragging like, ah, I just killed your ass. Ah, get out of my lobby. Get lobbied, kid. You know, it's all of that. Mm-hmm. So it fed, it fed that and people tuned in more. Oh, I want more. I want to be a part of that, right? It was a hype. But I tell you, that clout and that hype. It fed both sides. So if it wasn't for Fortnite, we wouldn't have had that. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have the culture we have in streaming now. We wouldn't have sponsorships. We wouldn't have partnerships of all of these things. And them dudes absolutely opened the door to that. There's 
I I cannot like Ninja's content. I could like not like the Doc's content now, and that would be okay. And it wouldn't change the respect that I have for them immensely at the end of the day because them dudes are opening doors that I'm like, oh my God, these are the doors I'm always talking about. I want to open. Like, gosh, there's someone with the same business sense. And I'm like, damn it, I was born with the wrong body parts. I should have had a penis. Should have been a boy. <laughs> I, like, it makes me so like that. Like, I should have been a boy. If I was a dude, I'd be crushing it even harder than I am now. And that's the problem, though. Like, I feel like this industry is sexist. Is all hell. This industry is super sexist. No one wants to talk about that. It's sexist. It is. I, I don't get the privileges the dudes on this platform get. What do you mean? Because I don't have a penis. Like they, and I'm going to tell you why it's like that. It's the industry was built on men. And it's not even in a way of like saying this from a feminist. It's not even about a feminist standpoint. It's, it, let's talk about the facts, right? Who are the biggest streamers? You look at the top 10, it's all dudes. How is that not proof? The list came out recently. The top 10 streamers are all men. Even Pokimane, who is crushing it, didn't make the list. How is that? She's the top streaming female in the world. How the fuck is she not on the top 10 list? And she's not. She doesn't even make remotely what the dudes do. Go Lion, and yet she has their viewership. She has higher viewership than Ninja right now. That's a fact. How is she not making the top 10 list? How is she not getting paid when he's getting paid? And her viewership is higher than him right now. When Twitch signed her re-up her contract, why is she not getting paid when Shroud and Doc and all these people get paid? This is, this is women's frustration in this industry. It's like, oh yeah, because she doesn't have her bobs out. She don't need her bobs out. She's doing it without her bobs out, and she's still, now don't get me wrong, she's getting millions of dollars, but this industry is no different than Hollywood. Women in Hollywood don't get paid the same. That's a fact. So I don't expect this industry to be too far off, and this industry has been built on men. The, 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 the origin of the first set of people who made it big are dudes. So yes, I'm, I'm sure that there was a demograph done that showed that most of the viewers are what? Men. So yes, they cater to men. And, and, and it's not like it's, it's done perp on purpose, right? Because I'm seeing the change. We're seeing more women represented. We are seeing them, but it's slow progress. It's, it feels so slow because I'm like, we're doing the same numbers now. Catch up companies, you understand what I'm saying? We're doing the same numbers. Why am I not sitting down talking? You know, why are we not talking the same business that you talk to Ninja? You know what I mean? Why am I not talking the same? Like, why don't you see my value the same way you see his value? Why are y'all always so quick to offer the dudes the contracts first when women are coming up? We are the next wave. Like the, 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 the industry is showing it that women are absolutely the next wave into keeping streaming mainstream, right? Because streaming isn't gonna stay mainstream without women being pushed because men are consuming what? Women now, they are, they are consuming female content. 
So they say the proof is in the pudding and in the numbers. Well, the numbers are showing men are consuming me just as much, right, as they consume other dudes. So it sounds like we should start having the combo of me getting paid the same, that I should be getting the same opportunities. And yet it hasn't happened. And then I'm a black female. This industry is very racist. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I've experienced it. I've been on this side. If I could show you some of the shit, like one day I would love for our save file to, I don't get the racism now as much because of CatBot and CatBot has showed the trolls and the racist people, there's no place for them. Thank God for CatBot again. I want to take the time to thank Mixer. Case Mixer staff is watching that CatBot best creation because now that people know that there's a bot that'll strike them out for the races, they don't even last long. They don't, they don't, they don't last long enough to, to spew racism now. But this time last year, go Ryan, I was being called the N-word, you, you name it. I'm talking about like be hung from a tree. Oh, I'm telling you, I've never in my life. <laughs> and, and that shit make me more emotional than all the other stuff because it's crazy. I've never been talked to like that, right? And yet I go into this industry that's so carefree and I'm like, I'm love. And all I want to do is spread cheer and happiness and make someone's day and inspire and motivate people and represent a female who may be at home that's a black girl. Like, I love gaming. Look at that badass black girl up there killing that shit. Oh my God. Like, I didn't think I'd ever see the day, right? During Black History Month, I got emotional and cried many times because of things that were coming into my channel of this year, not last, like last year was toxic. This year was positive reinforcement, right? The flip side. It was like, oh my God, you don't know what you mean. You don't know what you symbolize. Like, like the fact that they're featuring you up there all the time, like, oh my God, it's such a big deal. You don't think so. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't think so. I don't, I don't. I'm like, it's, it's, a, it's cool. It's okay. Right. Like, because I'm in the business mindset where I'm like, it ain't enough. It ain't progress enough. I know what it looks like when the white girls are favored, right? They, they get gaslighted like this, regardless of their metrics. They don't, they don't have to perform at such a high level. I got to perform at, and this isn't about racism amongst this and even when we have these talks amongst some of our peers, I hate that they act like it doesn't exist. They say, oh, don't play the race card. Excuse me? Like, are you black? Have you experienced this side? Because don't tell me to play a card you don't play. Like, you, you haven't been dealt these cards, so you don't know what these poker cards look like. But let me tell you, these cards are full of shit on this side. <laughs> like... You, you, you have, you speak from a side of privilege, like a motherfucker. So for you, anytime I, that's why I'm saying anybody who says don't play the race car is showing their privilege. Uh, what, what I interpret it as you're saying is, oh, look at my privilege. Stop complaining because that means you want change. And if things change, it means I'm less privileged. That's what that all interprets to me. Isn't that something? Saying something as simple as don't play the race card says, says a lot. Says all of this though. Yeah. In the reality. In the reality, it says, I don't want my privilege taken away. I don't want to see more of your ass up there. Cause then it means less of my ass up there. 
<laughs> that's what it means. It that's does. exactly, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You fucking, you just <laughs> preached it. Hell yeah. It, it, it means there's less of me up there and more of your ass. And it means, and it also proves my point that of, of this combo, I say all the time that this industry, you have business associates, you have peers, and you may you may be very lucky to actually make friends. Excuse me. It's small though. It's so small. Yeah. Because here's the reality that people need to understand. And I hope my community and anybody on Mixer that is listening, watching, and watches this file later understands you are a individual business as a straight. You are a individual individual entity. No one owes your storefront shit. No one has to shop at you. We're storefronts. All the streamers are different storefronts who sell different goods. And and people walk the block, right? And they peek in the store. Eh, I don't know if I want to shop in there today. Now nah, let me keep it moving. Do, 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 do. Let me check this store out. Oh, I like that store. She talking that good shit. Let me go up in there, right? We are competitors. We are competing. This ain't no kumbaya fest up in this mofo at the end of the day. Because the second the person who says, don't play the race card, says that, he just put me in my place to remind me this is a competitive industry. We are individual entities. What Ninja does is for Ninja. Now, if what Ninja does happens to trickle down and affects everybody else, that's great. But he doesn't do that shit for me. He don't do that shit for, for you. He don't do that shit for individual he don't bust his ass for everybody else he busts his ass for himself he yeah. busts his ass for him and his family to eat you understand that like this is business economics that people need to learn this streaming is it you are a individual entity stop expecting your fucking competitor to love you oh you're mean to me oh you 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 talking bad about me yes i don't want people to shop in your store what did you expect? <laughs> you think they were going to all play nice? No. Fuck Some no. people play dope. They play dirty. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna lie and say your store is bad and bougie. It's off-brand. It's not real Gucci. <laughs> it's, it's not real Gucci in there. Of course they are. Did you think everybody was going to be like this? <laughs> yes. I'm your friend. Heidi-o. Like, No. Love you too, Mishy. Like, no, it's it's not like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of it's, course. It's 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 real. Like, and I think that's that's why it's it people like I, I don't believe in talking shit about people because it's that's not my brand, that's not my team. Like if I got a problem with you, I'll say it to your face. Yeah. And I, and people who know me on this platform will tell you Calypso don't cut for mouth and I like, I'm like, you know, somebody like, oh, she said this and this. Oh, really? I'll pull that stream up right now and go in there with, like, what'd you say? I already said <laughs> this. I'm right here. I did that before Go Lion. Jiggy, like, I was, there was there was this mess with this, these people who were hating on me saying, oh, she's view body. She doesn't have a real community. I said, bro, you ain't never sat in my channel saying that shit. I have one of the latest communities. And there's so many partners and streamers who will tell you because they benefit from my community. They're like, oh no, she got like a diehard, like, 
they are love bugs. Like we gypsies, we're traveling gypsies of love, right? I like how you use that. It is, because it's gypsy love. Like, I just want to have fun. I just want to celebrate, right? I just want to live life. And in the process, if I'm able to make money, great. I'm going to put my business hat on when it's time to make money. Yeah. Don't get mad when a shrewd businesswoman comes out, though, at that point, right? Because that business hat is on. I'm still a gypsy, but I also got my business hat on while I'm gypsy, yeah. right? And and I do want to see other people in my community benefit and grow off of, because they're a part of it. They are a part of my journey. I'm not feeding everybody, and I need to make that clear. I don't care if you sub to my channel. That doesn't equal I'm going to feed you and help See your storefront grow. And I tell my community this. If you're on my auto host list or you're I'm in your channel, I spend embers on you. I help you. Like, there was embers for all. There was so many people I helped hit their embers for all goal. And I don't even see half of them. Some of them don't even spend money in my channel. Like, I help them hit their goals. And some of them ain't even around my channel now. Some of them don't even keep their subs. All kind of stuff. And guess what? I don't give a shit. Because... This industry is so shifty, though. The, the people who come around for the clout and the instant hype shape will shift out, right? And then I'll get more people who come in. And then there's some more good gems. Like, it's a batch of good gems you pull out of a, an entire basket, right? Some will stay that you'll be able to keep, and then the basket moves on. Here's a new basket. Pull some up. Some might fall out of my hand, right? And they, they stumble out. And then they come back, they trickle back in, you know, they find their way back, like, hey, you dropped me, I'm back. All right, all right, jump back in the jump back in the bucket. Come on, get your ass back in here, right? It's literally like that. And and that's the business side that people need to start educating themselves to. This is a storefront business, and y'all got to toughen up, like get out of this fucking fairy tale. I'm so sick of people with the fairy tale of, oh. You know, they don't help me or they don't support me. No, they don't have to, nor should they technically. You want to be honest? The person who really plays this like a business should not be feeding his competitor. Like, that's that's the honest facts. Think about it. If if we run the same store, which is streaming, we all on the storefront, if I'm out feeding you, that means I'm taking out of my mouth, right? Now, I don't mind doing that. I don't have this crab in a bucket mentality where I think if I give a few away, I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose them. I've learned to be like this. I, I raid and host other partners. You know, go lying, there's partners who won't even touch me. They won't host or raid me because I'm that fucking good at what I do. <laughs> they are scared that if they drop their community off, they ain't fucking coming back. That explains a lot. <laughs> Like people, I, I know this partners won't, I'm like, why, you know, they won't host and raid, they will host and raid people all around me that I know, all around me, but won't host and raid me. And I'm like, God, that girl must be that damn good that you scared. Like you scared, you got that mentality that instead of thinking like, man, if I host and raid her, that girl's so good at what she do, she gonna wanna fuck with me too, right? And now we can eat together. And, and and now, like, her community will see me in there supporting her. Let me go support her because she helping her, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, God damn, where do y'all get this mentality of, like, it's, oh, I need to keep my three eggs. Don't you know that you need to add to your eggs? Like, you, you, you can't grow a whole hen house on two, three chickens, baby. 
Like you need a, you need a whole, you need all these chickens, right? You need a whole manufacturing assembly like the chicken. Pop the egg, boop. Chicken pop the egg, boop. Chicken pop the egg, boop. That, that's, that's the best system. And, and I'm like, y'all watch Ninja and all this stuff. How did y'all miss the biggest thing right in front of your eyes? They all support each other. Do you know that? Like, yeah. Ninja, they all Doc, fuck with each other. They all fuck with each other. Tim the Tatman, but they circle is tight. Yeah. That's one thing I do notice. Mm -hmm. The circle is tight though. Like even though the doc and them be talking shit, that's all press. That's all. Oh yeah, news. yeah. That's, it's part of his all. character. It's his it's character. Right. It's his character. Business character. Business character. Yeah. Right? But they all feed each other. Yeah. They all. They mean the comments talking shit to each other, but it's all love. Talking shit, but it's all love. Yeah. Right. They see. Like, let me tell you how you know it's full of shit. How you got Tendence at man gaming playing with Ninja one day and then playing with the doc the next day? But you think they beefing? Bro, Tim eating at both day houses. But you really think they beefing? Okay, yeah. Uh, keep believing that stupid shit if you want to. Yeah. How about they all at the family, they all at the streamer family reunion, like we getting this money while the rest of these crab in the bucket mentality fools is fighting over kibbles and bits. Because they don't know how to work together. And that's what I mean. This streaming industry has taught me it's just as ruthless as any other business. It's just as ruthless as any other business. You, you That's why you have to be the person you want to attract so much. Your vibe I, attracts your tribe. Right. I used to mask who I was. And I think that's mm -hmm. why I attracted a lot of shady mask-wearing motherfuckers that I can't stand now on this platform where I'm like, mm-mm. And it's no disrespect to them because no one has ever physically disrespected me to my face. So I have no beef with people because I don't care about words. Talk shit about me. It means I'm doing something right. I don't care. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care about all that. It's when you disrespect me to my face, right? Or you affect my wallet. When you talk about, when you talk about me to my face, then I'm going to step you and that's a problem. When you affect my money or you try to cut in my money, then I, then, then I got my samurai sword out. And I'm and I'm wielded at your ass. Like if it, if those two things don't happen, I really don't care about tedious tea spilling drama when people are like, oh girl, she said this and this about it. I don't care. I don't care. Like that's I don't want to feed my energy into that because it's irrelevant. And they are irrelevant. They're proving their irrelevancy by by keeping me relevant, talking about me. It, it goes to show who's the more relevant character. Free marketing. All right? Who, who's talking about who? Yeah, it's <laughs> free marketing. I ain't talking about them on my stream, but they talking about me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Talk and then they go check you out to see, like, kind of right? fact-checked, and they're actually like, wait, this person's cool, so they end up staying. Right? Like, thanks for saying. the free marketing, bitch. There you go. <laughs> free marketing all the time. That's why I'm like, I refuse to feed my enemies. That's why I'm like, even even, even if I don't like you, because I don't, I don't have enemies, like I said, no one's beef me like that. But even that's why I won't feed my competitors who, who are praying for my downfall. Let's put it that way, right? Like yeah. the people who are spending that time hoping I, I drop the ball. Like, no, this is why I won't drop the ball. Cause I know y'all are waiting for me to put the ball down. I don't even get a second to drop it, Gold Lion. Cause the second I put it down, someone's picking it up and dribbling. And yeah. that's how it is. Like, I don't, I don't, I've learned to not. You know, like, that's why I'm like with this streaming, you have to tunnel in to your yourself and those who show up and be in your channel every day.
Those who show up in my channel every day is those who I lock into. You know what I mean? There's people who sub to me because they're like, oh, if you sub to her, you get on the autos list. Yeah, you might get on the autos list, but that don't mean I tunnel into you. That don't mean I'm feeding. Like, my community knows who's in my channel. <laughs> I say this. That's why people have been like, oh, that's why she's viewed by. That's why they say that, because my community don't come out for them, right? So, oh, she's viewed by. But they come out for Jiggy. But they ain't here following you, Gold Lion. They coming out for you. They listening to this combo. They like this. They coming out. They they come out for this person because this person energy is bomb. They coming out for this person's energy bomb. Have you ever thought that maybe your energy is what? They don't like you. They can see the mask. They can they can sense this. They, yeah, bullshit, they bullshitters, right, man. Right? They don't see you in my channel. Like that's the reality. They yeah. They see you in my channel. So. You you trying to buy clout, but you're not putting in the work with the clout. The hype part I'm telling you about, right? I had this talk literally earlier today. I'm like, I legit go on the Mr. Channel. I could go on the Jiggy's channel. I could go on the HR channel. And I go to clout chase. I legit go clout chase my friends sometimes. I'll wait till they got the hype. And I'm like this. Yeah, give me those shout outs. I'm, I'm dumping embers, but I'm doing two things at once, right? I'm creating the hype that got everyone else engaged. But I'm clouting off my friends. But they know this because it's a business, right? And we've had these talks. It's it's not personal, right? They know this is my business. I know this is their business. I know when they coming in and they dropping embers and they hyping me up and they ember hyping and they drop. I'm like, look at you with your old clout pigeon having ass. You ain't your clout <laughs> hyped up. But I love it. And I and I don't take that personal. Because it's a business that's what? Fed off clout and hype. That's why I'm telling people, stop taking shit personal. You have to detach yourself of the of these personal emotions that you have tied to this industry and treat it like a business. Your friend is making a, a smart executive decision to clout you up when all the eyes are watching. They're making a smart decision to hype, but they're doing you some good because they're hyping you up too. How can you be mad if they're taking advantage of clout chasing, but they're hyping your channel up and now everybody else is dropping embers and now everybody else is gifting subs? You can do two things at once, right? People don't you see that shit though. The whole stigma of fucking self-promoting is way out of whack. It is. Like, I don't, that's like, that's the time to self-promo. That's, yeah. I'm all for that self-promo then. Because we both mutually benefit. Exactly. Like, I welcome self-promo. Like, motherfuckers come in here with, like, with your emails. I'm like, I don't care. Spam that shit. I don't give a fuck. It's all love. I don't care. It's, it's, it's that, and it's that mentality that I've learned to have. Like, so people be like, girl, how could you host them? Like, they was talking shit about it because I don't care. Like, I'm just spreading the love around. They was in my channel. They was hanging out. They've been supporting. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Let's go in there. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't control your community. It's a community. They're yeah. people. If they like their content, they're going to subscribe and follow regardless. You know why? Because when I'm not on, they're watching someone else. Yeah. So why not at least let me take them to people I give the thumbs up to, right? Yeah. Like, and why wouldn't you want to see those who actually support you get the thumbs up? Because it's either that or the people who are the vulture competitors who won't spare your ass. You understand? Nope. And I keep telling people this. You have to learn to let your community go. Stop. Stop treating them like... Stop they're yours. Like they're yours, because they're not. You don't... Yeah, they're fucking people.
They're fucking people. And if, and if they fucking love Mixer and they high on this Mixer hype, they're yep. going to go look for the hype when you off. I need more hype. I need to go to this person. I need it. So why not take them to people you like? Why not take them to people you can get down with? Does that make sense? Perfect sense. But people don't yeah. understand that shit because, like you said, it's this this mix, this platform, there's a lot of chance for extreme organic growth where you don't have to put in as much work as you have to on Twitch. When people right? start getting stuff, it basically comes down to like, if somebody's not used to having something, they're going to hoard whatever they get. That's what it comes down to. Well, you got a lot of orders. I tell you yeah. that. We That's really, really comes down to about the climate of Mixer compared to Twitch and YouTube often that Twitch. And I'm going to tell you what messed up Mixer and it messed up the partners here. And that mentality, Twitch didn't have sparks. Mixer had sparks. Mixer had this free, free monetization. And we used to get paid off the sparks. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So, Oh my God, it created this free, let me support you for free and, and I'm going to get clout for free. And streamers dictated the value of Sparks, right? So, you know, if, if you drop 500000 that's going to put me almost at how much Mixer paying me? You see what I mean? You All right, let's give them a shout out. They, they drop this amount on me? Oh, let's host them. Oh, like it was dictating value, right? Yeah. So, but it was a free... A freeway, but it also made people think they didn't have to come out their pocket no more. Like, oh, I don't need to sub. Why sub when I can drop sparks? My sub count when I first started was fucking terrible. Jesus Christ. I couldn't get past 50. Then once I got past 50, I was like, thank you, Jesus. And it was when they slashed the spark payments. Once they slashed the spark payments the first time, I saw 100 subs. I was like, who thank God they're there there because they understand I'm not making as much money, right? Yeah. Slashed it again. I'm like, who Jesus Christ, this is getting this is getting rough, y'all. I need more subs. <laughs> like I can't keep doing this shit full time. Then I hit 200 subs. And then I was able to just maintain between it 200, 250 subs. By the way, there's so many people who don't even fucking hit 250 subs. Let's let's talk about that. Like seriously. I see that. It, it doesn't sound like a lot. I was a black girl. There weren't black girls hitting 250 subs, honey. There weren't black girls hitting 300 subs. There weren't black girls. I, I don't even know a black girl that hit 500 subs other than myself. And that's not even bragging. I don't know another black partner, that black female partner that has hit 500 subs without, without the free subs. Because there was a time Mixer gave away free subs. This is like a year and a half ago. Talking about without free subs, like when Mixer gave codes away, right? Like if you if you logged in, you got a free sub. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't know another black girl that hit 500 subs. And I've done it more than once. I've done it three times so far. And I don't know another partner who's done that. What are you and doing I, different? I've learned the value of monetize. Like I tell my community what I need. Do they always provide it? No, unfortunately. And I understand because they give love everywhere, right? So they're everywhere and they don't always have the kind of money. That's the reality. Mixer doesn't have the big money rollers running around like Twitch does. And we don't have sub gifting yet, like the massive sub gifting like you do on Twitch. But my community does give when they can. And I swear to God, I am so grateful that they 
they believe in what I'm trying to do. And I think that's what it is. I don't mask goal line what I need. I'm like, look, y'all, this month is slow. We need to, I need to hit this goal. I need to do this. Like, it's that, it's, it, it, it's that important. Like y'all, y'all know I'm full-time. I can't keep spreading gypsy love if, if, if the gypsy about to be out on the street. Like the, the the gypsy can't go live and give love if the if the gypsy can't even keep the lights on themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be real about that. You have to be human and say that. You you have to you have to say, I'm really just want to hit these goals just so I can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm not even making that much profit. I I swear, gold line, I barely make more than what's needed to keep the lights on and pay groceries. I might have a dash left over to treat the kids to do stuff. You know what I mean? I haven't, we, I haven't hit that point yet. Even with 500 subs, I still haven't hit that point yet. Because people, and that's what I'm saying, people on Mixer have, they are used to streamers. That's what the difference is. My community is used to streamers who live with their moms, who live with their dads, who live with... <laughs> who just don't have the real life responsibility. And I'm not judging that. I lived with my mom and that was great. Like, I'm not judging that. But the reality is they have help, right? And and the parent is possibly taking the considerable bigger overhead, right? Where all they got to pay is utilities or a little bit of rent, right? Or if anything, some people have the luxury, they don't have to pay shit. Yeah. I, I don't have any of them luxuries, right? So it's real for me that I got to pay rent. I got to pay the light bill. I got to pay the water bill. I got to pay, you know what I mean? So I'm fortunate that I'm so honest about that, that my community, I'm like, they're like, Calypso, it's 12 hours later. Why are you still on? I got bills. And they're like, damn. And when they see that, they're like, this chick will stay on like hours until she hits that goal. I'm, I'm honest about that. I will stay on until I hit my goal and they see that shit and they like, holy shit. Like maybe she's not lying. Right. Like, no, she, she seriously is grinding to, to keep this goal and dream real. Right. Like she really just wants to do this. Like, and, and they have to see sacrifice. I think people say they need things and it's, it's more of like, Oh, I can't pay my life. I can't do this. But it's a pity, like pity me money shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't throw pity parties in my channel. That strength that we talk about, even though I'm crying inside, the mask that I told you, that's the only mask I wear is the strength mask. Cause I'm like, I got a, it's, it's not for them. It's for me. The mask is for me, not them. The mask is for me of like, fight through it, Calypso. Like, you know, get that channel, that inner, you know, like at six hours, I'm like this. Oh, fuck, I'm fucking dying. Jesus Christ. Eight, I got to do. What goal did we hit? Oh shit, we got another four hours. All right, let's do it. You know what I mean? It's 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 like don't break down yet. Like don't don't because if I break down, I know I'm gonna sit there and unravel. And I'm like, it's it's a mask to keep me going, right? That's that's my mask to to keep going. But I tell my community in a minute, like y'all, today was rough. <laughs> like the next day, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking today off. Like I worked too hard yesterday. They'll tell you, I post that shit in Discord, like, I'm tired, my ass is sleepy, like, <laughs> I'm aching, like, I, I overdid it, but, but it, 
the reward is always like fuck like it was worth it because now they keep it keeps putting reminding them like this this isn't something easy yeah please go back to go line quick i forgot that the damn thing moved i meant to cut that off that's on me that's on me i meant to cut that off we'll be back but it's 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 that can you hear that was that just me go line that was just you i didn't hear none Good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so we just wanted to make sure we were good. Oh, that's good. It's, it's making sure that I love my community too. I really do. Because at the end of the day, what we do, it's an industry that legit thrives off of. It's a, it's an industry that thrives off of, like, I don't want to say it's begging, but it is because you're, you're asking people to take their livelihood, right? The money they made that day, the money they, 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 whether it's, you know, retirement, whether they're retired, whether they're uh, in the army. I got a lot of military, uh, whether they're, whether they're any of them things. And, and that gets to my heart. Cause I, I talk about this. I'm like, man, I think that's the most humbling shit in my life that I've experienced is that people will take from their own mouth. Some of my community are moms and dads. And I'm like, and they will be like, let's, let's, let's make sure she good. Right. Like let's, I only got 10, 20, $30. That's 10, 20, 30 more dollars than you needed to get. Or here's this 50 bomb. Here's this hundred bomb. Hell out of fucking nowhere. Two weeks ago, HMR forever dropped like a thousand dollars on me. And I'm like, what, what, like, what? <laughs> like, and he's like, he's like, that's how much I believe in what you're doing. And I want you to be okay this month. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Like that, I didn't cry on stream, but I could cry now because it was like, wow. Like that shit is so like, what? All I do is go live. I cut a camera on. I play video games. Sometimes we do web shows and talk real shit, but it's like the fact that you could, someone wants to see she she used to succeed so fucking bad mm -hmm. that they cut themselves yeah i'm like wow like i see that from my man because he's my man i see that from my mom because that's my mom you're a total stranger and you will fucking cut yourself for me like how is that not humbling <laughs> like how is this in like I think people get in this industry and they lose their humility so easily because it's popping, it's good. I get like that, but that's a character that comes out of me. Cause everybody knows I love wrestling. I love a heel. I love I love being a shit talking heel, right? So I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Ain't nobody doing it like me. I'm the fucking LA champion. No one, no one is better than me. But that's also because you need to hype yourself up like that. And I say, like, you got to be your own hype man. If you ain't yeah. your own hype man, you're already failing. Because how, how else are you going to make it through a 12-hour stream? At some point, you got to be like, like, I got to hype myself up. Like, you got to have a form of arrogance to some degree just to, like, chuck through it. And it's like, it, it that, that stuff like that reminds me that what I do and this industry could disappear instantly in any given time
Yeah. It's a, it can, it can, this, this end of the, and that's why I tell people when they go like, Calypso, what's your advice on streaming? Don't do it. I'm honest. I tell people, don't do it. And they're like, but why? And I'm like, because some of y'all, I already know what your reasons are. You're look, you're already looking for monetary reasons. Like you're, you're not, you're not saying like when I first sat down the line, I told you it was, it was seriously for fun. I seriously just wanted to, to game and have fun. And then when I realized I was connecting with people and then I told you it wasn't till that, that first person told me like, girl, you made my day. Like I was having a really bad day. And then I told, I, like, I still got the, the, the picture and I'll, I'll never forget it. Cause I showed it to Woody and I was crying to him. And I'm like, this kid wrote me and he was my mod at the time. I even made him a mod. He's like, man, you know, my, I don't, I don't have a good home life. And I related to that. I understood it instantly. He's like, yeah, my parents don't really pay me attention. And it took me back to my own childhood. Like, fuck, how did that feel? I was so misunderstood. I was this nerdy gamer. And I'm just like, I got what he felt like. He's like, yeah, my parents really don't get that. I like this gaming and I'm on this mixer talking to strangers. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Right? Like, get off that mixer. You're running up the bill and, and shit. You <laughs> put his little laptop on for me for Sparks. Like, bro, I had like a little 13-year-old farming Sparks for me. Like, I didn't ask him to do this. Yeah. To him, he just was like, I'm like old enough to be his mom. My kid is is is, <laughs> is 14, Goli, and my oldest. I'm old enough to be his mom. And he's looking for a mom through streaming. I'm like, his, they come in and like, I got a few of them like, yo, what up, mom? I'm like, bro, stop calling me mom. And then they're like, okay, mom, I'll stop mom. <laughs> like, just to piss me off. Like, okay, mom. I did like, and then wait, so then some of them got a job. I got a few six-year-olds. You hear, you hear the age range of my community? It's yeah. amazing. Then I got a few 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. Oh, I got a job. I can afford to sub myself. No, you don't drop the sub. They're like, I told you I got paid. And then they tricking all members, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't. And they was going harder than some of the adults in my community. Do you hear me? Yeah. So anybody who talks shit about kids, fuck off with that. Okay. I, yeah. I am an ambassador for these youngsters on Mixer. Okay. I, that's why I stream teen content. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to deal with them kids and babies. They're not all babies. They're not all a mess. And I've gotten some that have been needed to be checked gold line where I'm like, who are you talking to like that? Like, don't make me come slap you through this, this camera. Like they like, Ooh, damn. You don't even know me like that. Like, damn. I be cutting them quick. Like, bro, I'll knock your ass out. I don't care if you ain't my kid. I be like, I'll knock your ass out. And they be like, I'm about to tell my mom you're talking to me. Tell her. Go get her so I can tell her to whoop your ass. <laughs> like, and the next thing you know, they in my channel the next day, like, I can't tell. Hey, mom. <laughs> like I told you, just like that. They just got trained and they don't even know it. Yeah. They, they, they done got their first older woman in their life already. Mm -hmm. I'm the first older woman already, like, oh, I love her. She she whipped me into shape already. Like <laughs> you set that standard in their fucking soul. Right. And they come and back straight the next day. Right. And I'm like, instead of content creators 
doing the same. Like, just slap their asses into shape. Don't ban them. Mm-hmm. Tell them, like, stop going into people's channels with this bullshit. The, like, we're going to stop that right here and now. Like, after you leave my channel, don't go talking to women like that. Like, like, and, and I do. I legit school they asses. Like, it's not okay. I don't ban them. I might time them out so they can still hear me, right? And I'm like, so when it's time off, time out, wear out, make sure you come back here with some fucking act right, okay? Because we're going to try it again. But if you act out of pocket again, then I'm going to ban your ass, right? I do give them a, a chance to redeem themselves. And they end up spending money in your channel. And I'm like, look at that. They just, they they little puberty boys. What you expect? <laughs> or I get puberty girls. I've had the girls come in my channel who like, yeah, I don't have a good relationship with my mom and you stream and I want to be like you. I want to do that. So that's what I'm saying. You don't know who you're influenced. And I think for me, streaming then became about from fun, just wanting to have fun, to really like, wow, I can have influence. Like, We are influencers. Even the guy who sits at 50 followers, who sits at 100 followers, y'all don't understand. And this is why I say you don't want to be a streamer. And I'm like, and if you do, you need to own accountability and responsibility that when you cut that camera on, you don't know who's walking in your channel. You don't know who you're influencing. You don't know whose day you're impacting. If you're not ready for that kind of burden, somebody might come in your channel and say, my mom died and their mom really might've died, but there's trolls who do that shit too. And you don't know, you're like, and you, you might have just banned and disrespected somebody who really might've been grieving. So like when we see that, we don't immediately ban it like we used to, right? I've learned that we overmod, mixer overmods, excuse me, like we overmod, we do because we think everybody's a troll and i'm like but you really don't know like you you you're not by you we're on a camera it's not like i can really see in your house right yeah is he really serious is he really grieving so you have to treat it with a different kind of care these are all things i'm just learning going through the experience that we overmod we 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 we're we're mean as fuck like some of us are so mean and yeah. I'm like, why are you streaming? You fucking mean. Like, you're an asshole. Do you know that? Like, you're a dick. For no reason. Like, how you gonna, like, why are you cutting the camera on? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I was the first channel that created a help command. I saw it. I went to every big channel. I went to every, remember, I was on Mixer well before it blew up. So I knew, I knew all these channels. No one had an exclamation help command. I created an exclamation help command because Woody suggested it, like for suicide, right? Abuse. I remember I had somebody whisper me like, oh, I'm in a dark place. I, I My boyfriend talks crazy to me and stuff. And I remember having these talks with Woody, like I'm getting crazy messages and I don't know what's real and what's not and it's scaring me and I don't know how to help them. So we put up help hotlines and after that, everybody I know now got a help exclamation, you know, suicide or help and all that. I literally... Like, we were like, what can we keep doing to be different than everybody else, right? That's about the community. Not for clout, not for this, but to say, like, I care, right? And and I don't want you to think when you come in here, you say, I'm in a dark place, I want to hurt myself. Because the suicide rate is high. You have to acknowledge that as a streamer. When someone says, oh, I want to 
I possibly want to harm myself, they really might be wanting to harm themselves. Like, you need to have a health command. Like, you have to do your due diligence in this business. Stop mm -hmm. just putting the fucking camera on thinking, oh, I can stream and people are going to like me and I want to be me money. and I want to be expected and I want to make money. No, there are fucking people going through shit. Yeah. Bad, dark places. They can watch TV if they want to be ignored. Most people come into your channel because they want to connect. They want to talk. They 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 want to they want to build a relationship to have this outlet. Like, bro, I had a shitty day at work today. I almost socked my boss in a fucking eyeball today, bro. And like, how many people can you say that to? Right? Like, oh man, my wife. We in a rough place, bro. And I'm like, damn. Like, just know that we have a section in the Discord, you know what I mean, where you can vent this. You know what I mean? I literally have a Smart. section in my Discord that's, that's it's called the safe room, where you can legit spew whatever shit you're going through that day. No one's going to judge you. No one better fucking judge you. No one better say nothing crazy. Otherwise, they out of my Discord and ban out of my channel. Like, my mods have used it. Like, it happens where you're like, because relationships or whatever, and if you're around these people and they're supporting you every day, they are an extension. Of, they become a part of your life, even if it's indirect, right? Because streaming is an indirect way because you're not physically connected, right? It's so still a connection. Able, but it's still a connection because we're sharing stories. My save file is sharing a story, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. This is this is this is already connecting us. We we now have a, a a a tie that now bonds us. You now know my story, right? And you and and anyone in here listening is now bonded through my story. That is a connection you can't break. You can't unhear my story now, right? Mm -hmm. It's out there. It's in the universe. So that that's what people need to acknowledge, and that's why I want to do with my platform. I want to make sure that. Before I, you know, before we end this, make it very clear my purpose in streaming. My purpose is so one, people see themselves, right? I don't care how I look in the sense of whether I'm, you know, thick, curvy, skinny, all that's relevant. That's not what people should be looking at in representation anyway. Size doesn't matter because I've met people who are small with a powerful message. I don't like that's not representation. Your size of your weight is not representation. And I need people to stop thinking that, you know, because of that, like, yeah, I don't know that. No, every, listen to what they're saying. The message is always in listening anyway. I try to represent, but what we do look at is what we see in the skin. We, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, people, people are tied to their culture, right? Yeah. So when I, when I go, when I got on streaming, I was looking for what? My culture first. And it's, and now I support people of all walks of life. But you look for what you relate to on a daily basis, right? So you tend to look for your culture first. And then you might end up experiencing like, oh, this chick is cool and she's, she's not of my culture, but she accepts everybody, right? Look at that. Did you know that that can exist? I can understand and relate to your story and 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 I could be white and, and, and yet have experienced some of what the black experience is. Yeah. You don't need to be black to experience black experience. I tell people this all the time. You don't need to be black because if you're with a black woman or a black man, 
you got the black experience, honey. If, yeah. if you got black friends and they're really your friends, when they go through shit, you got the black experience, honey. That's what I'm telling people. So I want people to have this experience, right? To know this experience exists, is represented. I'm, I'm learning to speak beyond my color now, right? Yeah. I used to say I want to be the, the first black girl that does all this. Fuck that. That's small. That's mundane. That's keeping me in the box. I don't want to be the first black anything. I want to be the first woman that breaks through every goddamn door. Period. I want to be. I want to be the first of this experience to break through this door. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like not even bound by color. I want to be the first of this experience. People who have been through hell and back, right, have been through dark places, but are but are are now walking through this this journey of learning to accept good in a life that experience the experience of like oh my god i'm a mom how the fuck do i juggle it all and not want to jump out the window that experience how do i how do i be a a good a good wife or a good woman to my other partner that's an experience that they can walk through me right how do i juggle a career and my dreams and juggle my loved ones' dreams and career. That's an experience. That's what I want people to see when they see me. I want them to see my black experience too, though, because it is different. And until that changes, I do have to speak and say, as much as y'all experience all of this with me, please don't ignore that I have a black experience. And it's different than Ninja. It's different than Queen Eliminator right? She, she, and she gets a different experience. He gets a different experience. Those are the two top dogs, right? Queen Eliminator is the top female on the platform. Ninja is the top male on the platform. What do they have in common? They're both, they are both white, right? And they're both the top and their experience is completely different than mine. I've seen it and I, and I run and I have to, I, I have seen it because I know my metrics, right? The beauty of this streaming and the internet, there's arsenal.gg, there's stream elements, there's mixer stats. You can see your metrics, honey. You can know if you're outperforming your competitor storefront. Remember, back to the storefront. That's when I put my business hat back on. I know I'm outperforming these other stores. This isn't me saying I'm outperforming Queen or Ninja. Obviously, I'm not because they're bigger and they, they, they get bigger exposure. But this is me saying in general of people who are at my size and my level, though, I'm outperforming it. Why the hell am I not getting more exposure, more experience, more this, more opportunities when I should be? And that's when you know that, yes, me being black and a woman, black woman on top of it all is a different experience. It is because I'm not being granted the same opportunities as everyone else. So if people be like, well, don't play the race card, I'm like, okay, how about we take the race card out? Let's play the business side then, since you want to be a smart ass. Let's pull my metrics up. Do you, are your metrics as good as mine? No, they're not. Are you pulling the ember weight I'm pulling? No, you're not. You're not pulling my sub weight. So if it's about the business side, why the fuck am I being disacknowledged then if you want to play that card, right? And that's, that's, that's when I've learned that I got a battle that's completely different and I got to put a whole different kind of armor and suit on. And this is why I explained to my community 
that the journey they go through with me is so much bigger than just, hey, Calypso Live and she's a streamer. No, we are on a journey that is like, <laughs> it's a pilgrimage, right? That's, it's, it really it's, is. It's, it's different. And we got some hurdles to, to, to cross because I, I, I don't have the luxury and, and, and I'm going to tell you, Armorosa, people, people don't have to like her, but that chick is a business savage. Okay. And she is legit going on my vision board this month because she said what Woody just said. She said, I don't have the luxury to be mediocre. And I was like, wow. She was like, as a black woman in the entertainment industry, you're allowed to be mediocre because of the color of your skin. I don't have that luxury. I have to work twice as hard as you. And I'm like, I can't be making this up when women who are more, more powerful than I am in the sense of this entertainment industry, right? They've been in it years. How the fuck are they saying the same thing, right? How are people like her saying the same thing? So obviously what I'm saying isn't far-fetched. Obviously what I'm saying isn't crazy. When Michelle Obama, the first lady, is telling you in her book that she constantly has to prove herself in a room full of white men. And she's more educated. She's like, I got more degrees. I got the experience. And yet they will, they will look over her and ask this guy who's, who's fresh out of college with no life experience because he's a young white male. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that's my reality. That is my reality. And yet I don't let it, I don't let it distract me. I don't let it discourage me. It might, it might irk me and it damn sure does irk me. And it might, it might, I wouldn't say break me. It has its times where it does clutches me go like where I'm, I'm, I'm crying. I'm broken down. I'm sitting there struggling some days to get out of the bed. Like, why do I fucking bother to do this shit? Like, is it really worth it? Like, why? When when I have to sacrifice so fucking much just to sit at the table. Go line, this isn't even to have my opinion hurt. We're talking about me still just trying to get at the table. So when people see me featured and they're like, oh my God, well, we always see Calypso. Yes, check my metrics. Yes, the numbers, you know, it's the Tom Brady method that kicks in, right? Check the scoreboard. Look at them passing yards. Look at the look at them touchdowns. Look at how I build those around me up, right? I don't just build my brand up. I make everybody around me better. My friends will tell you this. My homies like Jiggy, who's going to be on, will tell you. Our friendship has cultivated making us both better. His, like, we, we feed off each other. His friendship has made me better. It's made me hungrier, right? Because I hang out with people who feel the same passion as I do, right? And has similar experience. And remember, we back to that, you are what you attract. So I try to attract people who want to break the fucking door down. Mm -hmm. who, don't, who won't just settle for, you know how we talked earlier in my chat about a, you know, letting companies just give us affiliate code. Yeah. No, I'm not sitting at the table for an affiliate code. Keep that shit. Pass. Oh, partnership. 
Well, what does the partnership offer? Oh, it gives you free merchandise and an affiliate code. But is there any money involved? No. Oh, keep that shit too, <laughs> right? I don't care if I'm five years in this business with no sponsorships until a company sits down with me and says, Calypso, guess what? I heard your story. I, 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 I watched you. You don't even know we've been watching you for months and we like what you're talking and we see your company will invest in everything you fucking put your heart and mind to, right? We want to offer you 10% of your sales, right? Or 20%. I don't expect some crazy shit because they do need to make money and there's no overhead cost to me. I ran a store. I know how that goes, right? I know there's no overhead cost. The girl who worked for me, Go Lion, you should get 10% of my sales because I wanted her to know. Plus on top of what her, on top of her paycheck, she got 10% bonuses all the time because I wanted her to know she had, she had skin in the game, right? That she had skin in here with me, right? So it made her work harder. It made her, it was a smart business move, right? I want, and that's what companies need to realize. The same way they, they hire their other employees, we're employees too. And we're your biggest marketers. Yeah. You need to let us know we got skin in the game. And watch me, I will run faster than all your other fucking horses if you tell me I got skin in the game. And I don't care if I don't get no sponsorships. People be coming in my chat like, Calissa, why you ain't got no sponsorships? I'm like, baby, if I showed y'all my email, of how many people who asked to work with me. That shit is full of emails. It's just because nobody talking money. And that's the reality. These people talking free merch, free free affiliate codes, free discounts, but ain't nobody saying Calypso. We see your work. We want to we wanna make sure you can eat too. You know what I mean? Without cutting our own head off, right? We'll give you 10% and this and that and that and we got you done. Let's do it. Like, they don't even try to negotiate with you, go lying. It's just, here, you either take this, oh, we'll move on to this chick, because this chick will take the free shit and the affiliate code. And I'm like, where did y'all learn this? Stop taking this bullshit just so you can say, hey, I'm sponsored by G did you, I ain't gonna say G Fuel, but you know what I mean. They're sponsored by these <laughs> companies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, just so they can say, I have this sponsorship. And people want to say that shit so bad. Because they never had it. That goes back to they never had shit in their lives. So anything is something to them. But it is. But mm -hmm. see, we've touched all of that. What else we got before you? Because you, yeah, I've kept you longer, I'm sure, than you want. But I'm like, I'm going to take nah. advantage there's so much good stuff and we share similar stuff so. no this is yeah i love that you shared this much and that we went way over our time that we agreed on but shit this is well this is time well spent and i definitely feel like that you've you had a lot on your mind that you wanted to get out and i'm happy that you did i felt it yeah i'm happy that you let it all out because <laughs> it's it's real like it's real shit it's it's I, like I I've watched the save files and every, the, people have great save files. I just I feel like people are also I always feel like when we remember I told you the only fear I have is I never want to make it look like my brand mixer the platform. It, it's it 
I, like I said, it's not a baby. It's, 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 it's got legs now and it's got to run. And everything I criticize about Mixer is never bashing the brand. It's because I want to see this platform succeed. I don't yeah. want, like, we don't need to be Twitch to succeed. We don't no. need to be YouTube. We don't need to be Facebook to succeed. What Mixer has, has always had, is something special with the community. The people come here for the community aspect. The streamers itself, people say it all the time. They're like, oh my God, when I'm on Twitch, the streamers don't even read chat. Yeah. Like, Ninja and Shroud are having to adjust. Like, and I think it's a huge adjustment for them because they haven't had to be like this, right? For years. They've gotten so big where the chat just facilitates itself, right? It's like this. They haven't had to engage in their chat. Yeah. In years, the chat engages with itself, which it should, because that's the point. You want to get you want to get so big that when you turn your head like this, that the chat, the community aspect, right? is engaging it's feeding itself you yeah. shouldn't have to keep facilitating your chat your community should be a community where everyone is just synergizing and feeling themselves but at the same time they're having to go back to the root work of they're being reminded mixer has made such a statement that no people are like no but i want that i i i want to talk to you right i want to i want you to see that i'm I'm here. I want you to say hey to me, right? Hey, how's your day? Hey, how are you? Like Mixer has made a fucking big statement with that. And we can't go back from that. We 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 can't go back from that. We're we're built on that. But we have these big dudes who are leading the platform who ain't accustomed to that. Yeah. And they're having to adjust. And it's it's not been an easy adjustment for them because it's visible in their numbers. That it's it's been a it's been an adjustment, right? And 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 that's the part I want to keep cultivating is that you can be big and successful without losing your humility, right? Yeah. With with without losing your your you know without losing this touch with these people, right? Because these are the same people who might ride with you a year from now. I have people in here right now who've been with me over since I started. There's people I know that's been with me since I hit that live button for the first time. That's magical. That's special. You want that for two years from now. You want that three years from now. You want that four years from now. How do you build that? And it means that you you cultivate that now and you keep cultivating that. And Mixer should, I just want to see Mixer lead the forefront in changing the industry and doing that, right? Of reminding, and that's that's my message. That's my save file message to my platform. It's kind of like a love, it's a love letter that's mad, like I fucking mad at your ass, but I love you. Please get this shit together, but I love you. Like, damn it, I know we got the potential. You know what I mean? It's it's it is like that yeah. because this is this is my home, and I want to see my home grow. But we got work to do, and I nice. also it's also a love letter to my peers. Get your shit together. Get your head out the clouds. Get, you know, get good. Stop making excuses. Like treat, learn the business. Treat it like it is, like it's a business. Because I need y'all to keep me hungry. I need people to feed off of too, right? Yeah. Who are, who are who are doing well, succeeding, to stay motivated. Because this is why I tell people: get out of this mentality of being threatened by people who are doing better than you. You need to surround yourself with people who are doing better than you. And you need to surround yourself with people 
poor at the same field as you. So you, you stay humble, right? So you need both. You do need the balance. That's why you should be willing to share your community with people who are doing at the same level and above. Don't be threatened by hosting the bigger people. Don't be threatened by people who are succeeding. Success rubs off, honey. It, it ain't it's just like just like a bum mentality rubs off. So yeah. that shit's up to you. <laughs> you you get to choose what rubs off on you. Yeah. And if, if I only got two or three homies, but they're successful homies, I'll keep two or three successful homies over hanging around with ten bums any day of the week. And my platform is the same way. The platform needs to pick and choose what it wants to cultivate. You want to cultivate bums, then don't be mad when our numbers look like shit. Yeah. You can either cultivate people who are succeeding and doing well, or you can keep cultivating bums just to feed this, 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 you know, this look that y'all think you need to feed. Yeah. Feed this stereotype. No, break the mold. Say no. Watch this person. Cause this is good. Like they can dictate who's gonna succeed. That's what this industry is. It can pick and choose who it wants to succeed. We'll do better when we pick and choose good shit. <laughs> Let me put it that way. We'll do better <laughs> when we pick and choose to do good shit. I'll put it that way. We'll, we'll do better when we pick and choose to do good shit. All comes I, down to self-development. Does. Oh, it is. This is self-educating, self-development. All comes in the works and then just people see a follow they just see a number but people fucking forget these are people right that's that's the biggest message like that's mm -hmm. that's the statement right there's you're a person like you you know we talk we chat like we we connect and then we find it out we're so much alike it's hilarious right and yeah. just like that there could be a friendship that's that's bloom and it's the same way with your community you will make friends and connect with people over the weirdest and funniest shit. And they be more like you than the people you walk out your house with and call your friend, right? Yeah. We have, we, that's another thing too, like the whole being strong is that, uh, I mean, we're fucking humans. There's only so much that, there's only so much that we could feel. We all feel the same shit. We're all more alike than what we think we are. Right? I mean, there, of course there's differences. Don't get me wrong. But we're definitely a lot more alike than what people are. But people just... It's the whole fact of feeling vulnerable. That's where people fuck up in streaming. They don't want to feel vulnerable. But I, and I, but I, I testify that all the time. Yeah. The, the vulnerability does not make you weak. It makes you fucking human. <laughs> yeah, and that's what people forget. Like, be fucking human. The human... The, like, and like, like, what you have here, like... The human spirit is so strong. You can't you can't manipulate that. Never under right. never underestimate the power of the human spirit. Like, I think we just get used to being robot because you you see that and yeah. I'm like, and and the internet sells that facade so much. Like you don't know what's behind that picture. You don't know what's behind that video. You don't know what's behind Calypso's stream. There's a lot well, more to it. There's a couch and a TV behind my exactly room. and much more <laughs> and much more. Look at you. See? Laugh through the bullshit. This is what you gotta do. You have to laugh you through the bullshit. And that's, that, and that's one of the things, because I used to be a mentor for Troubled Youth, and there was one line that a, a child, uh, somebody from Houston told me. He said, 
either gonna laugh at the bullshit or you're gonna cry at the bullshit you choose and i'm like god I, damn you're right boy i choose both yeah sometimes you gotta just pick both well i'm saying well, okay yeah i get it but you know pick both <laughs> pick both but I'm I love so it, glad though. you had me on. Like I, I'm glad for really, you fucking coming on. Shit, I, I really appreciate it because I, I do. You're welcome. I, I think it's it's been refreshing. There's only good things that's gonna come out of this. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know who would want to sit down and listen to your hour and a half rant, but those are the real ones. Ooh, did you say that? Oh. What? That's not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's not such a bad thing as you're saying. That is not a bad thing. There's a di- okay. It's a positive rant. A rant doesn't mean negative. Uh-huh. It's not a negative thing. Chill. It's always used in a negative way, though. No, it's not. Anything could be used in a negative way. Your uh-huh. name could be racist to me. See what oh, I'm saying? Sh- you know what? I'm done with you. I'm mad that you have the the Lion King in your name. Okay. The, I was the mad that the in the stream the other day you were talking about eating lions. That's fucked up. Eat lions in the stream. Yeah, talk about uh, eating my people. Goddamn, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. I'm gonna just put. I had you. I, I was at work too. I had you. I had your stream. I'm like, I'm gonna mute you for a little bit and I'm gonna keep working. But I'm gonna have you on there as a view. You know, I'm still showing you love. I'm muting you. I'm putting you on timeout. How's that feel? Yeah. A viewer putting you in timeout. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. Because he was mad that I said I was gonna eat the lion. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm still be a viewer, but I'm gonna mute your ass because you're talking about me. <laughs> like, it was just jokes, gosh. I know, it was just jokes. I was joking about. No, nah, I wasn't. I really did mute you, but yeah. <laughs> but it's all love, though. Look, see? This is amazing. This is, this is why I have this platform for us to fuck around and be serious at the same time. This is amazing it's awesome well normally i do have segments where we talk about your main quests and your side quests and all that but i highly feel like you've already mentioned that but we still have one question for you that i feel like that you need to elaborate on and answer which is the whole thing about this podcast is what is the type of legacy or impact you wish to leave when somebody opens up your save file it's all about legacy it's all about imprint uh, the, the legacy and imprint I want to leave is for my children who are gamers and nerds and awkward like me to, to have a place where they like, yeah, I want to, I want to do the same thing. I want to, I want to stream. I want to, whatever it is, their ambition is to, to pursue it. That's my legacy is to pursue, pursue whatever your ambition is, no matter the age I'm 33 and I'm streaming. And by streamer years, that's called old. Yes, 33 is considered old in streamer years when most of these people are 20-something. They consider Ninja old. And, and he's 29, I think. And they consider him old. They, 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 they're already looking at Booga, who's 16. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, want they want him 14 and 16. Yeah. We consider 33 old. And I'm like, there's a big market for me. Are you kidding me? I can touch more because I can get older and younger. That's my legacy. My legacy is to bridge the gap and and show people that no matter how old you are, if your ass is fly and relatable, I am at the Jesus age. Facts is why there's there's all this wisdom in me. I've been hearing that a lot. Thirty three is the Jesus age because I've been telling people, yeah, but it's new. For me, it's 
it's, you know what I mean? It's been 33 degrees. How do you not know that? Yes. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's my legacy is to bridge the gap of the youth and old, right? And say that gaming is the place where we all come together, regardless of your culture background, you can be celebrated. Right. I, I, it could be, it could be St. Patrick's day and I'm a celebrate you. You know what I mean? It could be, it could be black history month and everyone can celebrate that. It could be Hispanic month. Everyone can celebrate that. That's my legacy. Celebrate people, celebrate the journey and bridge the gap of old and young. That's, that's my safe file is celebrating and bridging the gap and being the, the, the beacon as that people relate to like, Man, Calypso has done so much to, you know, change the industry and bridging the gap and, and diversifying our outlook that, holy shit, I told my platform for Black History Month, I wanted to see white partners with the, the, the banner, right? That, that white partners could celebrate that. They did. They talked about it on the show, and I was sitting there like, they actually listened to what I said. <laughs> they said it back. They, they told partners to do it. And because they got on board and I was like, God damn, when you even got staff feeling that impact of knowing what it can do, I'm like, there's, there's magic ready to be created. We, it's our job as the content creators to be the, the bridge in the middle to say, look, leave that racist, ignorant, hateful shit you deal with daily at the door. When you come to tap into here, this is just, this is just a good vibe. This is this is us building unity and love and and fun and and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? It's whatever you want it to be. You want to vent? Let's let's, let's vent it out. You mad? Be mad. Let be. Let it out. You know? If this is your good sanctuary, then let, let it be that. That's that's my legacy for real. Is knowing that it, it, it I I help people be themselves. And, and, and feel comfortable that they can conquer any fucking thing. Mom, you know, mom, black girl, 33, old, young, doesn't matter. Do it. Do that shit and do it on your terms and, and not worry about it. Be fearless as shit because fear is, fear, fear is the only thing that holds anybody back is, is being afraid to, to take the risk. That, that's literally my safe vow. For real. It's a great save, Falcalypso. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. It's great. For the people that don't know, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Mixer.com slash Calypso Vibes, all one word, or Twitter.com slash Calypso Vibes. Those are quick social medias. Oh, man. Well, this has been a great podcast. Holy shit. This is awesome. I loved mm-hmm. all the information you shared. I feel like a lot of people needed to hear what you said, and I'm happy that you came out and said it. I agree with everything you said. It's just nice to see, nice to see that likewise people exist. It's great, and this is this is this is what this is some of the relationships and magic that a great platform, even Mixer, can create. Like, look at all these people in the chat. Like, every it's all love here, all human spirit, and this is so fucking beautiful. And this is this is what the world needs. We need more of this in the world. Positivity will always win. Everybody has power. It's up to you what power you use and what you do it for. But again, uh, damn, thank you so much for 
Calypso, the chat, the, all the love, everything. Yeah. If you guys haven't followed, please consider following. I do this every Thursday. Yes. Check out check out the save files. Absolutely. Jiggy's next week. Yeah, the Jiggy. Yeah. Jiggy's poo next week. I got him next week on Thursday. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, as we close out, Calypso, who are you and whose save file is this? I'm Calypso Vibes. Check it out. This is my save file. Hey, let's get it, everybody. Again, everybody, thank you so much for coming through. Y'all are fucking amazing. I love this. This is this is the reason why I do what I do. It's great. See you guys. All the love. <laughs> All the love and support. All right, y'all. Till next week. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Most of our gamers, stay golden. Yeah.